0: So, welcome back to The Dozen Podcast. Today we've got Big Nick Collins, and I, I want to thank you for coming on.
1: Appreciate you, man.
0: I appreciate you, because there is so much more to you than what the people that have followed you for years know and what they've seen, and there's layers to you. There's depth and substance, and, yeah, you're a wicked, wicked, awesome individual, and as soon as you come in... There's obviously there's there's people in the background. There's family members of mine. Uh, there's friends. Everyone instantly warmed. But they call him. He's not just big uh, in stature. <laughs> he's big in personality. And this is going to be a good conversation. We've got a lot of things in common. We've spent the morning in the gym, and you you showed mercy on me, brother. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah, we had a wicked workout. A we, we, we've had a good morning. Uh, so. I'll tell you what I know about you, what I've seen, because I've followed you for years. Something got me on the hook. I like your vibe. I liked your energy. And I, one of the first questions I wanted to ask you, anyone that follows Nick will probably be thinking the same thing. How many screens on his phone? Does, <laughs> how many screens on your phone do you go through? Because every story you end with headbutt in it.
1: I don't even know where that comes from. but it, it works, I like it. it.
0: Oh, in fact, when I watch your stories, I'm just waiting for the headbutt. I'm waiting for you to headbutt the phone. I mean, have you got a headbutt proof screen? Do
1: you know what? I've gone for a few phones, you know. I can't be, on, I can't like from, from the headbutt, literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy days.
0: What was your first 12 years? What was your childhood like at home? And then we'll talk about school. So it's a home life that brilliant, for, bro. brilliant. I
1: couldn't not like. My mum's amazing, my dad's amazing. I was brought up on love, my nan's amazing. Like, everyone's amazing, bro. It was. Nice. I wasn't meant to go down this path. Do you know what I mean? So we went on holidays. I can't say... We weren't rich. Mum, might have had enough just to get by. Do you know what I mean? But we had what we needed. But yeah, no... No issues. So... Uh, Zero. Uh, Zero. I've I been on family holidays. I'd have been... I'd have been... been to Florida. That was just after they split up. That was like the last thing. So Disney, like me, Disney mom, World. Bro, My mum, my dad, we all went to Florida, bro. There's not many children... That can say they've done that, especially where I ended up where do you know what I mean? I say where I come from, like I've come from fucking poverty. Cause I know kids that have, bro. I know kids that have gone to school with second hand clothes. I always had clothes on my back, always had food in the cupboard, always had a haircut. I had everything. Do you know what I mean? And it was after the breakup that sort of everything
0: <laughs> went The breakup between your mum and your dad. Yeah. Okay, so you had a you had a loving childhood, you went to Florida, you'd done the Disneyland thing, you know, there was so there was there was an element of privilege there, which is great. Not entitlement but privilege, just to confirm that. And then you said you were bullied at school. So is that first so during so you had a comfortable home life, but your school life there was trauma there. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so I was clever, very clever. From young. I could speak it's not sound like a right cock, but I was speaking French when I was a small child, bro. So my dad wanted to invest his money into putting me into education. So I went to a school called Quinton House. That's the first school I remember. Private school. Um, I would have been... So you was privately educated? For one year. Wow. So that was year four, that would have been. I loved numbers, I loved English, I loved poems, I loved writing. I was like, not what anyone would think for watching me online for the last few years. But, yeah, Quinton House, but I didn't fit in. All the kids are from a rich background. My dad's getting up for work at three in the morning, driving to work till seven, seven thirty, coming back from work taking me to school, going back to work till fucking six in the evening, coming home, eating dinner, going to bed and he's back on it at three o'clock. He'd done all of that to pay my fucking school, bro. And I lasted a year. They kicked me out. <laughs> I just um, weren't... Um, and so why did they kick you out? I didn't... Looking back, obviously, I didn't fit in. At the time, I didn't know. I don't know the difference... When you're a kid, you don't know the difference between working class, upper class. Like, my mum's got friends, they've got kids, we go around to their house, they might have a bigger house, they might have a smaller house might have a better car. They might have a shitter car. I didn't understand at that age. I'm only young, but I knew now I didn't fit in.
0: But what was the reason, because I mean, there's no way they could kick you out for not fitting in. What was their reason for kicking you out? What did you What did you do?
1: The final straw from what I can remember, as stupid as it sounds, I was fucking around. This is when you had to go to the big hall and you just sit down cross-legged on the floor and sing fucking hymns or whatever they are. I'm having an argument with a kid with a hymn sheet and it's ripped in half. And that has lead, led me going, Obviously, that's not why I got kicked out. But I remember that incident led me to go to the headmaster's office, which led to my parents having to come in, which was the, the final straw. But maybe just being naughty, man. Just maybe being loud. Just a consistent year of like, this kid's just a nightmare. Bearing in mind, all the kids that go to Quinton House, all their parents are rich, bro. Like, the money that the parents will be paying mm. is a chip off the You know what I mean? Just a little bit. My dad's going to work and graft for this whole month. To pay for my school.
0: So everyone at the school... So I com- just
1: felt like I didn't fit in. They
0: were complied and you were consistently insubordinate and that yeah. was that.
1: Yeah, I remember I didn't really have any friends there. you got to think as well, I joined at year four. So kids were probably already there from years, reception one, two. So I've stepped into a school. No mm. one knows me. I don't know anyone. I'm talking hat, briefcase, socks up to the knees with the shorts, the full, like, boarding school That would explain...
0: Light. Why you and me like the, sh- the, the, the the socks that come halfway up our shins? <laughs> 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 old habits, yeah, old habits die hard. And arriving late to any party is awkward. So especially school when you're young and you're finding your feet, you don't really know who you are and you're sort of you're lost in the world slightly as a child anyway. And you're guided by your by your your your, your, super, your superiors, aren't you? So I can see that be daunting. And I don't think I would have lasted if I'd have been in your shoes. Well, well, I, I didn't. The- I got asked to leave all all of my first, all of my first schools. Yeah.
1: So the next bit which is what I learned out was even harder. I've gone into year five now, which is the start of... It's all different now with primary and secondary. But when I was a kid, it was year five, six, seven, eight was middle school. Nine, 10, 11 was upper school. Just middle and upper, yeah? And you had lower. Now it's like secondary and primary or some shit. So I've gone into year five now. After being... I had the letter sent home. I even opened the letter, I remember. So my mum would drop me at the bus stop. You'd get on the school bus. So on the way home, I've got this letter. I've opened it and it's like basically we've accepted you into this school. So I'm like, the fuck? Sealed it back, took it home, didn't think nothing of it. So I have ended up at this new school, Abbey Vale Middle, but then there's an Abbey Vale Lower. So everyone from Abbey Vale Lower naturally goes up to Abbey Vale Middle. I was the, there was another kid. There was only two of us, so the induction day, you go there in your old school. So you've got your Western Favour Lower, Abbey Vale Lower, Ling's Lower, and then just Nick in his fucking hat and his briefcase and his fucking suit. I didn't know anyone. And no one knew me. And there was one other lad. Just so happened, he ended up, he was sick at football. So he didn't need to be, have friends or know anyone. He just had to play football for 10 minutes. Everyone wants to be his friend. I was just a bit like, a bit of an awkward kid. So at that stage, I don't, there was no, year five. There would have been no abuse at that point. There was no trauma at that point. But my parents just splitting up, I suppose you could say. It's normal though. that, uh... That That was a normality.
0: Just listening to that, just seeing how, how quick you can forge relationships and bond with people that you immediately meet, I wonder if that's got anything to do with the fact that you was forced into new environments as a youngster and you had no choice but to build relationships quick, fresh from the start. That's one of my good traits. And that's a skill of yours. You put me anywhere, I'm sweet. That's probably because you was forced to do that from a young age and now it becomes natural and you can walk into someone's, someone's zone and you can just blend in and be just feel like these people will feel like they've known you for years because you've got that skill because you was forced into that position. So I'm saying that's a silver lining. Yeah. That's a silver lining in that cloud at the time. Probably
1: awkward but shit. Then I've got to start that, again. I'd go anywhere without thinking. Yeah. But then certain traumatic events happen. Like I said to you, I, I was not wary about coming here because things that happened years ago, I'm a new man now. I've got no problem coming here, but yeah. I've got, I have don't go to no one's house if I don't know them. So it's like that stopped me from being me. Yeah. Because I'd just go anywhere and do anything, and then certain things would happen, and then you'd have to. Ah. Oh. It's like I lost myself trying to find myself, and then when I actually found who I was, shit just happened, bro. And it, I kept putting my guard back up. You know, when you drop your guard, you can finally drop it, and it's like, oh. You set yourself. The fuck? Yeah. And set then you yourself just got to build free. a fortress to fucking protect the guard, bro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So. So trauma. Your there's a catalog of traumas that you've been through and we will go to the very first traumatic experience so we can digest and make sense of that. And this is the start of the rebuild of Nick. This is what, this is what turned Nick Collins into big Nick Collins. The trauma changed the way you defended yourself and you built a fortress around you to protect yourself from any further trauma. But in order to protect yourself from trauma, You have to experience it first. So we may as well go back to the first, the first experience of trauma that affected you and impacted your life and changed the direction of it forever. (laughs)
1: Let
0: yourself go, brother. Set yourself free. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. (laughs) And I've been there. I've been there.
1: at the table. <laughs> I was abused as a child, sexually abused as a child. Oh, it's fucking hard isn't it to talk about it?
0: Very hard, mate. I've
1: never gone into detail. That's as I feel like that's as far as I've ever gone.
0: So you, so there are there are people close to you that that you've said I was sexually abused as a child, but then you shut up, blocked off, put the fortress up and didn't go any deeper than that to spare yourself
1: from the revisiting the trauma. Yeah. I didn't revisit it. I forgot. Imagine I forgot. Did you forget? I I totally forgot.
0: I needed to be... If this this may... You may find comfort in this and it may spur you on to open up. I didn't... I wasn't aware to a certain extent that I was a victim of sexual abuse by my father. There was one moment where I was getting out old photographs with an old partner of mine that were in the loft. And I'm going through these pictures and there's pictures of me and my dad in a swimming pool in spain it was a public swimming pool and me and my dad are laying on our backs floating in the pool with our thrust thrusting up so that our penises my prepubescent willy and testicles are above the water level And my dad's doing the same thing. And someone's took a photograph of that. And there were several photographs, which I can show you. I can't publish them because obviously that will get me removed. But that was an image there. Now, I, as a 10-year-old boy, I could have been eight, nine or 10. Let's just say I was 10. As a 10-year-old boy, I did not realise at the time that I'm being exploited and I'm being abused by someone that I'm meant to look up to, who's meant to steer me in the right direction that pig had me exposing myself on camera for pictures to be taken and it's monkey see monkey do. I wasn't encouraging him clearly. He was encouraging me. And however he justified that, I'll never know because he's he's a narcissistic fucking animal and he'll always have a justification for his behaviour. Just like he would have done on the same honeymoon, there would be siesta time every day. I'm a 10 year old lad. His idea of a siesta was fucking his new wife in a bedroom directly next to the living area of the villa with the door left open. So I could watch my dad having sex with his new wife on his honeymoon as a kid. I didn't realize there was anything wrong with that because I didn't know any different because he paraded it as if it was normal behavior when it's far from that. So I fully appreciate how you would forget your trauma, your abuse because I'd done the same thing, because I almost didn't realise it was.
1: You hide it, yeah. That's one thing you don't know. This is the thing as well. Sexual abuse isn't spoken until so recently. So it's like, even when I was 20, they weren't no one talking about that when I was in my 20s. Especially men. I'm, what, 36 now. At the start, even six years ago, there weren't many people talking about it. So it like, it's like you're saying, you don't even know what you're going through. And the fact that I was so young, I wasn't sexually active. So I couldn't compare it to events I've had with women like, I don't know what sex is the nearest I tell you the nearest to sex you'd know do you remember Eurotrash? yeah so Euro Trash yeah. was the nearest to porn I would know at that age tits and arse tits and arse and yeah this
0: as it should be at that age that's as far as it should go at that age that age of innocence
1: but even like things like Sex, you don't know. You see the tits and the ass, but sex and blowjobs and all these things, you don't know. You're, I'm a kid, bro, and I'm fucking being introduced to all these acts by this fucking other kid. Mm.
0: Yeah, our, our mind is not built or prepared for such graphic incidents, scenes, certainly not acts. I mean, wow, the physical act at the age of 10. So, was you, Did you say you was 10 when it first took place or 12?
1: I'd love to finalise everything once I've said everything. But again, I'd go be- between 10 and 12. It was all around the same time. Nans split up. I'm the I put same. it to where I live. I can put it to houses. Yeah. So I know when my mum and dad split up, we left Chester Gardens and I moved to Seaton. He moved to Nuttall. So then I can put events. But because I was abused at my nan's house, I can't picture where I was living. Where was my mum? Do you know what I mean? So, so it yeah. was all around the same sort of time. But what- Playing football. I started the first team around ten. I only know that because a kid that lived on that street played on the same team as me, so I can put myself so the, at that address. So the abuse
0: took place before you was a teenager. Yeah. So that's a that's that's a safe that's a solid timeline. Yeah. And it took place at your nan's house. Yeah. And did it happen more than once?
1: Yeah, man. For a, for a, again, <laughs> it might have happened ten times, but they could have been a month apart. Mm. It could have been two. They could have been two months apart. So it could have been over six months or two years, I literally, and like I said to you, every time I get the pen and pad out and I want to dive in, my body don't let me. It's just like, you shut know, off. yeah, bro. Just like I was doing there. I'm not, I, like, I'm walking around your kitchen. Like I might have to go home, mate. Well, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and do you know <laughs> what? I know what I'm going to talk about, bro. And it's not comfortable. And, and
0: you've got to do what's best for you. You've got to say what's best for you. You've got to think what's best for you. And you don't feel obliged because when the time's right, the time's right. You may think to yourself, this isn't, this isn't the right time now.
1: There's never was, a right time for nothing. There isn't, is there. there
0: isn't a right time. And I and I delayed, 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 delayed. But,
1: but this since- divine timing is the only timing. And this was all put together for a reason, for the right time. Like in my head, I'm thinking, fucking hell. I wish I had a deeper chat like this with you five years ago. Mm. because I'd have had more clarity earlier on. But then when I second checked myself, it's like that would have gone over my head five years ago. And you know what? Five I would years have told you to fuck off. And five years ago, <laughs> that's the gear. five years
0: ago, I didn't have the understanding I've got now. So we was never meant to be five years ago. And we've
1: always spoke. So when things were happening, you'd send me a voice note yeah. going back years. And then it's like, I watched your podcast and it wasn't until I watched that. And I thought, fucking hell. He kept that under his chest. He's geezer. Mm. And it's like, you get a connection in it but yeah. we're not even in the same room and I'm watching it and I'm going, fuck hell. And in my training partner, I've said to him, watch it. And he comes the next day and he said, oh, he's like, I'm a bit like you. He's like, I don't know if I should have watched that because it mm. sticks with you.
0: And how many more people, how many more people out there do you think have experienced similar abuse that you and me experienced? And they've never said a word out of fear out of shame because victims tend to blame themselves because the perpetrator makes them believe that it's their fault, their dirty secret. And the reason why there was gaps in between your abuse is because abusers are the ultimate manipulators and they know when to hold them and when to fold them. And if they think something's coming on top or you could speak out loud, they let you cool down, then lower you back into a full sense of security. And then they strike again. Pigs. Remember this. They're the wrong person. They're the pig. You're the one that done nothing wrong. You're now the champion that's coming forward and saying, this is the pig that done this to me. Your power is now taken away and mine is now enhanced. It's setting yourself free. Best thing I ever done was just blurt it out. I feel free As a bird.
1: Well, I did. I've done it in in therapy. Like, So my therapist is, I say my therapist, like I'm actively going. Like We had this conversation a few years back. So I've told her everything. And it was like, when I come out of that, it's like there's a... You felt lighter. I feel lighter. Then it's almost like I'm broken for a couple of days. You know, I don't want to speak to anyone. I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want to think about anything. Very weird. Sorry, to go back. The reason why the gaps of the abuse. So this was my nan's, at the time, my nan's boyfriend's son.
0: So the guy that abused you was how many years older?
1: I'd just say a couple. And I only say that because it's mad crude and weird, isn't it? But it's like, you can only say how it is, isn't it? He had pubic hair and he had a fucking big oh. penis, mate. Like, he had a fat cock, bro. So you yeah. we weren't, we weren't a kid. This is no, no, my my no, dick was like that. I was a little kid. When it happened
0: to, <laughs> me, when, when it, when it happened to me, same. Those, those pictures, I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a child's like, Put it like penis. this,
1: this is pre- pre puberty. I might have I've been going through puberty, but I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't sexually active. There was no masturbation. There was nothing. I was a kid. I didn't know Mm. nothing. So it was like, he was this man's son. So there was a, I've touched on it briefly. There was like a grooming process with him. So... My nan's like you, my nan devoted. That was like my life. My nan was my life. That's my mum's mum. I get that. And then when she died, mm. I got into bed with her like you did, and it was nuts. And yeah. And it's like, uh, that was I my fucking- f- I feel that, man. I've got her there, man. She's on my heart, bro.
0: She's on my- My nan's <laughs> on, my, on my ribs. My nan's on my ribs.
1: So this was what got even mental, bro. So I'm going to my nan's because I love my nan. I want to be at my nan's every weekend, without fail, every weekend. And then one time, this guy's here, and he was bigger than me, muscular. He had braces. He was a, I, I thought he was a lot older. The only reason why I say I know he was only two years older is because I've dug deep since and delved into people that he'd gone to school with, and I found out people that knew him. Well,
0: between the ages of, say, 10 and 15, for example, let's, let's use that spectrum, two-, three-year age gap is big. It's not like when you when you're forty and someone's forty three. Like been... It makes no odds. But when you're when you're a kid, a two year or three year golf is big. You are so a thirteen year old is far more advanced than a ten year old. That's that is a, that's a massive transition. Yeah, like so I could
1: be eleven, he was thirteen, or is, I was twelve, yeah, he was fourteen. I was a, ten, he was like
0: he is in a strong position to manipulate.
1: Oh, hundred percent, pure and simple. So he was good at football. So we would go and play football. Obviously, I knew all the lads. There was a little plot we used to call it Wembley. This was in a. Anyone from Belling's will know there was a little spot. You looked up to him because of that? I think so. I think I just looked up to anyone that, well, I loved football. So if this kid's good at football, you know, like he was doing kick-ups around the world and I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah. And he had like the mad boots. My boots were 20 quid, mate. Lotto, I remember. I had a gold pair of lotto boots. guy has got the Adidas Predators, whatever, whatever. Designer clothes maybe. He might have had a pattern shaved in his head and it was like, oh, this is all new. Mm. Sick at football. He used to set me up when he didn't have to. You know what I mean, innit? He? he could definitely score and it'd be like Nick, Nick, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd come in and then I remember I had a Master System back then. Say so it was Master System or a Mega Drive. Sega this Mega is Drive. how I'll be able to find out Sega exact Mega dates Drive. because if I remember rightly, he had a Sega Saturn. So Sega Saturn was like some new thing. Don't think it really kicked off, and it'd be things like, "Yeah, you can use my special pad." It's like. The, the sprint button moves faster. It was like a, well, I know now, so you get you get a PlayStation controller and you can buy like the generic cheaper ones that mm. flash up and they're shit. So he'd given me the shit one, but he's told me like this is his luckiest best pad and it all flashed up and- I'm your big brother, best yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got your back. He'd let me win the games and it was just, mm. looking back, very groomy. But at the time, I don't know, bro. I haven't got a clue, bro.
0: You don't know you're being groomed when you're being groomed. That's why it's called being groomed.
1: So then, I don't know, however long that went on for, and then just one night, I'm just in. we used to sleep top to tail in a single bed. It was like a was like a bunk bed, but no bottom bunk.
0: I used to do that with all my pals, so top, the, top and Bottom tail. bunk
1: was drawers, innit? So you've got, you've got the drawers at the bottom, and you've got the match at the top. So on this end is that end. Yeah. Just that just creepy shit would start, man. But I, he eased in. He definitely, I feel like he definitely either had it done to him or had done it before, because he knew what he was doing. When I look back, obviously at the time, we haven't got a clue, bro. So he's like... Mm his foot would be going up the inside of my leg. Like, fucking hell, do you go into details with this shit? Like, it's just, it was just weird, bro. And then it's like, it'd be his hand, then he'd be touching you, then he'd be wanking you up, like my little fucking cock's in his hand. But then I can't, it was just little bits at the start. It wasn't full on, let's get bam straight into it. So it might've Mm. just been the foot leg for the first night.
0: He's
1: testing the water. But then it's like, He's only there because it's the weekend and he's with his dad. Mm. So he goes home tomorrow. I'll go home tomorrow. So it's like, next Friday we'll go there. He's not here. It's like, whoa. It's like, I feel, this is where I learned knowing now the difference between anxiety and whatever the opposite is. It's like when he wasn't there, even though nothing had happened yet, I felt so calm. At peace? Yeah. Just come to see my man, like wicked, wicked, wicked.
0: He wasn't under any obligation no. or pressure?
1: Yeah. Next week I'd go there, I'd open the door, all excited, bam, he's sitting in there. Ah.
0: Do you think fuck. do you think he had a spell on you before he started coming onto you?
1: I don't know. That's how I learned when I look back at it now, it's the feeling here that we we talk we call butterflies. Mm. It's not butterflies. i had fucking severe anxiety from a very young age. As soon as I saw his face, mm. I knew whatever was going on, there was like a connection in vibration to whatever he was doing to me in that room with his foot or his hand. And then I've seen him, and then it's like, do you want to use my pad? Do you want to play football? Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick. Set me up. And it's like... Oh. Making you feel important. Yeah, bro. And then it would be like... Making you feel worthwhile. Deeper shit. So then my he'd grab my hand, and my hand would be on his cock, and he'd be wanking himself off with my hand. Then he'd be sucking me off. Then he'd be sleeping next to me, and then fucking his cock's in my mouth. And then it's like, what the fuck is going on here, mate? But the first... The first time, he's, bro, I don't know how. He's like basically fucked my mouth. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sucking him off. I'm pretending to be asleep mm. the whole time for the first time, yeah? Then it's got to the point where it's like he knows I'm not fucking asleep. And then he'd, he'd get more. You're being raped.
0: That's what he's doing. That wasn't consensual. You played no part in that whatsoever. He was an absolute victim of that sickening incident and – he is 100% to blame, and you are zero to blame, and you took no part in that other than being under the spell of a fucking narcissistic, deviant, paedophile dog. He's a bad man. You played no part in that. So but don't, don't like ever tell, you, don't ever tell yourself you did. I kept going back. You knew no different. He'd done He'd done his
1: job. No, but it's like my belly knew. Like, if I'd go there and he weren't there, I knew, yes. It's like... I can't even explain it, bro. It's like, thank the fucking Lord, whoever. Thank somebody. He's not here. Similar,
0: and then, similar to an addiction. You know it's detrimental to yourself to your health, but you go back for whatever reason.
1: Why? I and mean, then, yeah, you'd go back the next weekend and he'd be there. But then I know I could go if I wanted to go. Mm. My mum's my mum's still here having a couple with my nan. I could just say, oh, I don't feel well. Can I go home? But it's like maybe I loved my nan that much. <laughs> I wanted to be there. But I knew if he was there, what was going to happen? And it never stopped me going. So I'm overthinking it, but it's like, why didn't I just stop going? <laughs> why did I just keep going back knowing that was going to happen?
0: It's good that you overthink it because if you overthink it, you eventually make sense of it. And then, until you do make sense of it, you'll never get over it. And the name of the game in life is to heal. We never know what's going to happen next. We, never, we don't know what trauma is going to happen tomorrow. We, we may get a devastating phone call we we'll have to make sense of that as well. Because if you don't make sense of the situation, you never get over it. And then you live a tortured, haunted soul. So the fact that you did overthink it, don't overthink that. You've done the right thing. You overthought it, you've thought about it. You've 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 been to a therapist, you've seek counsel. Yeah, but you
1: gotta think I didn't see a therapist until I was like 34, 33 <laughs> It's like 20 years there of like.
0: I kept it harbored for many, many years. I used to I used to put my dad on the pedestal. I used to talk about him like he was a hero. That was his defense. How could I have done that? He talks about me like I'm a hero. You were still my dad. You fucking
1: were my hero. And this is what's mad. It's mad that you say that. So at the time I said, like I said, I was being bullied. And he was almost like. Your saviour. Yeah. Textbook predatory behavior. Because I'd be like, I remember saying, because he's, he's he had a nun that lived in Standards Barn. That's where I lived in Standards Barn. And at the time, the older guys, <clears throat> was it at the time? It would have been shit. I can put things together because I met the guys from Standard's in year five, year five, six, seven, eight. I lost my virginity in year nine. So the abuse was happening. So it was around, all around the same time. So these, I like, put it like this kids from Standard's older kids would tie me up, take my fucking mouth and put me in the back of the van and make me think they're kidnapping me. And like in Standard's you had like, sorry, say this like a big, each, you'd have a big long cul de sac. And at the bottom of every cul de sac, you got a roundabout. So what this cunt was doing was flying down there, slamming around the roundabout and coming back up the road, making me think I'm on some fucking-
0: Like a role play
1: kid. Like I'm in the back of the van pissing myself. But obviously my mates that are there, they know it's a joke, yeah, just scare him. But I felt like I was the easiest kid to scare, bully and abuse because I learned, well, again, I now from learning what I know, I learned to disassociate. Mm. So you could bully me. You could beat the shit out of me. It didn't hurt me. You could switch off. When this kid's abusing me, I can switch off. It's not happening. I'm not here. So, yeah. So the bully, when I say bullying, like it was, I get the shit kicked out of me every day. And I'd get up and, ha, that's Mm. it. And they'd be looking at each other like, all blowing, fucked. Seven guys that have just been chasing me and battering the shit out of me for 10 minutes. And I'm like, is that all you lot have got? You become desensitised. People can say what the fuck they want about me. Anyone that went to school about me, they'd be like, couldn't stop me. Like you, You'd have to kill me. It's probably, you just beat me up all day and all day and all day. And I get back up and I say, let's go again. Let's go again. It's
0: maybe what kept people coming back to try their luck with you. It's like, well, he doesn't seem to budge. He's not, giving, he's, not, he's not giving up. We're going to try
1: again. Did I have this big target? Again, this we'll, we'll touch on it later on, but it's like, I understood maybe a couple of years ago, maybe that was my purpose, was to be that dartboard for fucking everybody. Because, that's going to do something for them. But it spared others receiving it. And then at a long, long haul, it's made me grow, grow hasn't it? I haven't, yeah. I'm only who I am because of everything I've been through. Absolutely. So then when I realise, all right, maybe I have been put through this. I'm a big believer in that you'll get put through tests in the universe, right? And you won't get to the next level until you've passed the test. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you keep doing the same fucking thing repeatedly, you're never going to get anywhere. Nah. It's like the definition of insanity, isn't it? You're doing the same repeat process for a different result. Expecting different results. So you pass the test, you go to the next level. But you've got to pass the test to become strong enough to get to the next level. So maybe the abuse here, because mm. let's be honest, bro, people have killed themselves for less. Absolutely. So it's like... Did you ever feel like that? We can touch on that, bro. Every day. For yeah. years. After after the... In- Not until I was older. The come down from the drugs. Like I say, I forgot. I blanked it out. I started using drugs from a-, a young age. So how long did the abuse go on for? It happened at least 10 times. And like I say, it would only be at weekends. Mm. It wouldn't be every weekend. Yeah, it so might that- be one weekend in a month. That's prolonged. It could be two weekends in a month. Yeah. So it's, again, once we've gone through all of this, I would like to, once I've said everything, actually timeline the whole fucking thing with times, dates, distances. Maybe you should write a book. But again, that's something I've loved to do. Maybe man.
0: you should write a book. It will help you. It will help other people. It will give people strength. You've got a hell of a story. You're a hell of a character, and we've not even touched base on it yet because there is, there are trials and tribulations, and there is a success story within this podcast. We're so this isn't getting good, there. Aren't we? We're <laughs> get, we're getting there, and man, that was brave what you just said there. That was brave, man. I got a lot of love for you. I mean that. That was brave. I've done it. I know how hard that is, and people watching this. They will know how hard it is because they couldn't imagine in their wildest dreams, I experiencing it. And if they have to actually say it out loud in a kitchen with a microphone and lights and cameras in your face, fucking kudos to you for that. That's his power taken away and fuck him. But I do want to know, has anything happened to him since the abuse took place? I don't know. Never seen him since?
1: I think I've seen him once.
0: Still Still in the same area where you live?
1: So I lived in Northampton at the time. He was from Wellingborough. He went to school in Wellingborough. I've spoke to people that he went to school with and that described the kid. Like he told me the kid had what? Are they? He had braces. Done wrestling. Fucking hell, yeah, man. So he's known. I just don't.
0: I wonder how many people he's gone on to do the same thing to. to.
1: Don't. This is what eats me, bro. Because I like... wonder
0: how many people he's done that to. I wonder if he's spent a long time in jail. I wonder if he's been. I don't think he's been in
1: jail. I don't know, it's a guessing game, isn't it? But it's like, that's part of the guilt that eats me, because it's like, what do you do, tell the police 20 years later? <laughs> like, do you... I was going to go and find him. This is how mad it is. So when you take this in, you might learn something different. Like, but after I've seen my therapist, she's taught me from being... Taught me more about empathy, yeah? Not that I'm trying to empathize with this nuts but... If you understand where someone's come from, you have an understanding of where they're going. Mm. I believe in you can't judge someone on the decisions they make when you don't know the decisions that they had to choose from, right? So then, see, I started defending him. Maybe he was abused as a kid. Maybe that was normal to him. Maybe his dad done that to him. Maybe his brother's done that to him. Then the other side of me is saying, well, what if he's got fucking kids, you mug? Mm.
0: And
1: I'm speaking, I'm speaking to my powerful and my vice, and I'm like, I reckon I could go and find him, you know, today. Like I literally reckon I could find him today and we can chat and he's going, are you fucking hearing yourself?
0: Would you want to have a conversation with him though? I thought I did. How about now?
1: Again, I'd say I thought I did, but it's like, I don't know. Like I remember when I said to you about in Just my head.
0: goes around in, It comes and goes in waves. That so if I thing, could think
1: it, it mm. but then I could turn up and want to kill him. Yeah. I could turn up and shit myself. Then bro. that's your future I could down turn the up drain. and freeze on the spot and be melted like I was a little kid. Okay, when you say, have you seen him again? The only reason why I say, I think I have, I was at, uh, I was in a shopping center. He's walked past me. In A guy walked past me and noticed me and I noticed him. And we looked at each other like we knew each other, but it didn't look like him. Mm. Bearing in mind, we were kids. So I wouldn't have looked like what I looked like when I was a kid. I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've clocked eye contact again. And he's looked at me and he's gone, what are you saying? it? You are right." And I said, "Yeah, man, you're good." And I think that was him. Wow. But I don't know. But something in my body froze. You felt it when he said, "You're right, Nick." It's like I heard his voice, mm. but now he's a man, so he's got a man's voice. Yeah. But when I said, "Yeah, I'm good," but are you, I froze, and that's what made me think. And then when I walked out, I thought, "Fuck me, was that him?" And I couldn't breathe. Maybe
0: it's best that you haven't <laughs> spoke to him. And you know what it's like, everything in life is all about timing, even cracking a joke. If you don't get the timing right, it ain't funny. Maybe the time's not right. Maybe the time will never be right. Maybe it'll never happen. But if the timing ever comes and it is right, you'll know, you'll feel it in your stomach. You felt it right to come today. You felt it right when you went to your therapist. And I'd like to think that you'll leave here today and think, well, everything's happened for a reason. And and all, all the timing was in place. All the ducks were in a row. And so if that time does come that you feel the urge that you want to speak to him, hopefully you'll be calm and you'll, I don't know. I, I think the same- Here's my
1: I- thing. What's your opinion? Because you've been through some similar shit, right? So we can kill all the nonces today. They can all die, right? But then that's not going to kill the impact that they've left on all the kids, right? And it's more often than not the kids that have been abused that turn to abusers. From the research I've done and from the people I've spoke to. So my therapist, for example, interviewed sex offenders in jail. 90% of the guys in... This does not justify, justify it, why they're doing it. No. But they'd all been abused. Just, so if you think it's right been... to be touched... Just, it just depends. Everyone's different. I don't know how you don't know right from wrong. I don't know because I do. So I can't level with these people.
0: If you've not got a moral compass, then you're a malfunction. And if you was a laptop and you was a malfunction, you'd get put straight in the skip. Same thing should happen but to people. If you've fathers. come
1: up in a family and your mum and dad are heroin addicts and you've 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 brought around shoplifters and the only way you can eat is by running into a shop and grabbing... Does that make you wrong? Or does that make you a fucking survivor? Do you know what I mean? How do you... Not that I can compare someone that lives with heroin yeah, addicts to a as, fucking nonce, but it's like, how do you... you how do we cure this shit, bro? You cannot... Well... Because I'm not noncing on people. So, me neither. But is there someone that he has that's noncing on someone else? What I'm getting at, you can kill the nonce, but what have you got to kill everyone that they've infected? Or well, do we...
0: Well, like how I mean, do you what, end it? You have to end the cycle by incarcerating them forever. Whether they was abused before or not. I was abused, you was abused. We haven't gone on to abuse because we know right from wrong and we know left from right and we know good from bad. Yeah, is that down and, to our
1: parenting? We had parents, bro, to teach us right from wrong. Again, I'm not, I don't like, I'll go well, back you're, and you're, forth all day. I don't want to justify but it. Your
0: plan, was Advocate, my opinion is if they don't get the death sentence, then they need to be locked up Forever. Oh, I
1: think they should not, all die. Not, not
0: jail, rehabilitation, come out and have a nice life because your victims aren't having a nice life. In jail forever.
1: You're talking like America Supermax.
0: Break, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Break the bloodline. Break the bloodline. that is it. No more. No more sexual predators can go out and reoffend, and then then there'll be less victims, and it'll go from that. So uh, me personally, my dad was abused when he was a kid. He went on to abuse. Fuck him. Not a good enough excuse if you ask me. What
1: I'm getting at, I I agree with all of that. Your dad could die tomorrow, respectfully. He could have abused someone that is now abusing someone else who abuses someone. You know that? It never ends. Oh, I get that. How the fuck do we nip it in the bud? Kill them. All of them. Kill them or or lock them up forever. No, but I'm on about the, the ones that they've treated bad that have gone on to treat others bad. Okay. We wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? It's like, this is part well, of the reason why well, I'm speaking about Okay, it. well, in that case... But more people have to talk about it. So, so it's
0: like- Yes, so my take on that would be anybody, anybody, because this is an interesting back and forth we're having now, and I'm, I'm now making more sense of it now, because anger and fury and revenge takes over first and justice. But if we're broadly thinking from a non-biased point of view, if you have been abused as a child or an adult because... No one's above abuse because perpetrators are clever and they're manipulative and they will get their claws in you. If you've been abused, before you start thinking it's normal and you want to do the same thing, speak out to somebody, a friend, a loved one, a relative, a counsellor. Whatever you do, don't start thinking that the dysfunctional behaviour you've been recipient of is actually functional. And don't even consider doing that shit yourself. Seek help. Put an end. Put an end to that fucking continual despicable behaviour and leave children and vulnerable people alone and set them free to live their best life.
1: That's the only way I was about to say. The only way is if everybody that's been abused has to talk about it. 100%. You have to.
0: Which is what we've done and we're doing. But then we're, it took doing us doing both now. 20
1: years, isn't it? So it's like, do they yeah. wait 20 years and then tell their story?
0: Hopefully they'll look at people like you and me that are doing it now and we've just encouraged them to do it early. The second you've been abused, do not harbour that. It's not a dirty secret. You're a victim of a crime. Report it, speak about it.
1: Don't Remember as well, generationally, you didn't have a voice as a child in your generation. And everyone has now. And neither did I. Yeah. Like I said to you in the kite, it was children were seen and not heard. Suffering in silence. So it's like you don't speak unless you're spoken to. So mm-hmm. have, well, mummy, money, <laughs> this is what happened the other day. Yeah. Well you're
0: scared to speak out in case you get ignored or not believed.
1: And not only that, it's like you say, you don't even know what you're speaking out on. Because I can't say to my mum, I've just been sexually abused. Because one, I don't know what sex is. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to categorise what's happening. Like, what do you say? He's touched my willy. Like, what, like, how, do you know what I mean? There's no... Well, well that is what you say. Because intrinsically, yeah. intrinsically, you know it's wrong. Yeah, you can yeah, feel yeah, 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 yeah. it's
0: not right. So you do say that. You, you verbalise it in the best way you know how. And you use words that are familiar to you, like willy, whatever it may be. You're a child, use child terminology. If you're an adult, use the word. He, put his, cock, he, normalised he, he, he it. put his cock in my hand. Just say it as it is. Set yourself free.
1: And you know what even, it's weird back then, but like the the only cusses at school back then was like, gay lord. Yeah. You know, like before this, all this homophobic stuff, like that was really all you could be at school. Gay boy. And it was like. So did did, did he make you think that you was gay? Well, again, this is a conversation I've never had. Not
0: that there's anything I wrong knew... with being gay, by the way. But did he make you th- think that because back then we thought there was something wrong with being gay
1: well it wasn't until i had girlfriends Mm. so maybe my first kiss or a little play around with a girl and it was like ah shit i've done something like this with a a male Mm. does that make me gay not questioning am i gay because i know i don't have any attraction to any men i didn't enjoy what the fuck he was doing i felt awkward as fuck Mm. but when she does it It feels normal. And
0: it was your, your, when you, when you chose to (laughs) enter into that act, when you chose to enter into that romantic act, not that the abuse was romantic, but when you chose to enter into a romantic act, it was with a female, there's your answer. Yeah. There's your answer.
1: But then it's, it questions it. So then you, the drugs come. Weed was the first thing. So we probably started smoking weed. So
0: after the abuse, when did you start taking drugs?
1: My first joint when I was probably 14. Year nine, so the abuse would have gone. It's like it all. So that fell into place. Yeah. A... Depending on whether I was 10, 11 or do you know what I mean? That timeline, it could have been a year after, two years after. Shift
0: from schools, bullied, sexual abuse, then drugs at a very young age when your mind is not developed enough to to basically to, to take that kind of chemical in, into your system. Yeah. So fourteen, smoking weed. That's how, that was your, that was your entry level drug. Yeah. So I was
1: smoking cigarettes before that, probably from about twelve. Like you think that's cool. Um We've all been there. Yeah. Terrible. So year five, six, seven, eight. So I'm at Abbey Vale Middle School here. So now I've developed a good group of friends here, yeah. Every single one of my friends were going to Western Favel. My, my my parents wanted me to go to a boys' school, an all-boys' school, because they didn't want me to have the female distraction. And it was like fucking hell. So like we're in year eight now, and you get your paperwork to see what wing you're in, what class you're in. Didn't have one person in my class. It was like Fucking okay, not again. Quentin House, I was on my own. Abby Vale, I'm on my own. So then boys' school. And then not only that, boys' school was in two wings. All the fucking people I knew was in the other wing. Mm. So I'm in this fucking wrong wing, in this wrong class, with no one really I fucking know. And it all started again. So was you introduced to drugs? Were nah, you- I wasn't using drugs at that point. Ah! Oh. So the year eight to year nine... Mm. Summer holiday... No, it was the year nine to year 10 summer holiday. So I got introduced to drugs when I was in year nine at school. So that was my yep. son's going into year nine. So 13, 14.
0: 13, 14. And was it somebody the same age or someone older that introduces drugs? Everyone,
1: everyone the same age, but he had older brothers. Yeah. Or well, one of them had an older brother that might have been two years older that was, old, might have been selling it. Mm. So it was like back then, this was when uh, Soul Central was first built. So it's like a big cinema block right in, in the town centre. Um, this is what I mean I can put events like Ali G the film remember Ali G the film yeah. I'll google and find out when that we watched that at the cinema so we went to fucking Iceland or whatever it was we bought a packet of uh, rice Krispies, and on the packet of rice Krispies there was a free cinema ticket so you'd buy your rice Krispies for two quid and you'd have your cinema ticket yeah we'd all go in all smoking weed in the car park watch this film yeah that was my first it was weed as well so it wasn't like skunk it was actually weed weed like sensimelia so of course, Sensimilia, that's, yeah, uh, that takes me right back. Yeah, used to back. come with the red string and the yellow string and that. Yeah. This was before, I, most people start on solid, on hash. But yeah, we started on weed.
0: Yeah, squidgy black, soap yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, So I missed that Rocket. generation. Rocky, Rocket. yeah. yeah. So we, oh, that must have been like maybe a couple of years before me.
0: It's hard to Because all the older
1: lot had all the fucking hot rocks in their pants and that.
0: Yeah, oh, mate, getting a hot rock on your on your favourite tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> like, come on, bruv, hold your split properly. <laughs> Uh, if you can't smoke it properly, don't smoke it at all. It's hard to think that I used to smoke puff, but I was introduced to smoking puff by my dad. So I was introduced Yum. to smoking, taking mind altering drugs by my own father. But this is about you, and this is such a good story from you, and you're totally and utterly relaxed into it now. I'm all
1: right now. Is that the first bit? The, the man, hard bit's done. Fuck it makes me feel so. The
0: hard bit's done, and. You dealt with that beautifully, and I hope that makes you feel a hell of a lot lighter, especially later on, and we're always going to keep in touch now anyway. So let's. So we're moving on to the drugs. So the drugs, after the abuse, 13, 14, introduced to it by people your same age, with older brothers. How often and how frequent and how much weed was you smoking?
1: At the start, not a lot. Like I'm talking like four of us would chip in £2.50 to buy a £10 bag, bro, and that would last us all night. Like one joint would go around four of us. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not even
1: enjoying the fucking taste of it. Just to get, for me, clocking out. It was a disassociation. And I understand my relationship with weed very well now. And when I look mm. back at it, it was like, just wanted to get fucked. Because most people would smoke their joints. I'm looking to get the next level up. I yeah. wanted buckets and fucking shotguns. So we'd be fucking burning holes in lighters and putting joints, just trying to get. As yeah, high as I fucking could bro And I didn't know why mm. But I, obviously when I can reflect on it all talking out, like, I wasn't aware at the time I'm not trying to buy weed at 14 nah. To a- avoid the fact I'm, I was abused at this age Because by the time I was 15 Like I say I probably forgot Because I didn't think about that you trap, you lock these things off at the back of your mind Didn't it? Got more important things to think about now, like trying to lose my virginity, mate, to a fucking woman. <laughs> and I, yeah. I've got GCSEs coming up. Do you know what I mean? So I just you forget about all that shit, bro. And I was very clever, very academic.
0: So, how, so when you started smoking weed whilst you were still at school, how did that affect your ability to learn?
1: Well, it started just at weekends. I wouldn't smoke in the week.
0: So it, I, didn't, it didn't really have an effect, or you bro, didn't think it had an effect?
1: These kids would smoke at lunchtime. They'd go to the park and have a joint mm. and be at school. I'm like, it, now it's a bit. I'm trying to disassociate, mate, but let me get my work done first, yeah? Yeah. So smoking would be a Friday thing. Not even a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It would literally be a social thing. How you'd go to the pub when you were 18 and get pissed. We'd go to the park. So, I mean, all chip in, buy what we need to do. But then it was like, we are 15, we were 16. We're all, everyone's buying 20 pound bits now. There's 10 of us, that's 200 quid. I'm thinking, there must be fucking a way I could make a fucking little smoke out of this. Do you know what I
0: mean? Ah, uh, so you monetized it. So I
1: monetized it. So it just so happened, I was the only one that knew. There was a few local guys that you could see, but the best one, I had the best relationship with him. So I 20 quid of him, 20 quid of him, 20 quid of him, 20 quid of him. I got 200 quid. It's like... And, and how old was you at this, this stage? 14, 15, bro. I was, 14, 15? I bought my first half ounce to break down in year nine at school, bro. When I'm 14 with my little blue, your, your little coloured stripe for each year that you're in. All right, So I'm... And I only remember, I know, like, I wanted to monetize. I didn't want to make money. I you was a businessman from young. I wanted to smoke for free. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm paying a tenner for your weed by this point. Then you've got to go shop. You've got to buy your munch. You've got to save a little bit to get your chip shop, but fucking half ten before it shuts. And it's like, nah. Because if I take 20 quid off all of them, I can end up with 40 quid in my back pocket and a 20 pound smoke. They're none the wiser because they're still getting what they want for fucking 20 quid, isn't it? Mm. And then, yeah, that was it for me.
0: And did that progress? Did it? Did you start selling drugs on a larger scale? Yeah. As as like before sixteen,
1: not fucking Tony Montana level, but I was doing enough, bro, to like for my parents to question where are these trainers from.
0: Where's that keeper ring come from? That big gold. How oh, the fuck
1: did you know? Yeah, I bought a big, a big fat keeper ring. Yeah, to the point where it's going to sound mad now because JD is massive. JD never used to be that big. I could walk in JD. At 16, 17 and have everything in there mm. to the point where it's like, ah, oh, fucking hell can't even buy nothing this week. I was I bought it all. I bought it all. So bro. you was doing all right. I was
0: doing all right. Your enterprise was doing alright. I was a little kid, mate. Mm. But I knew And was it just weed as a youngster you were selling? Just weed. Just weed. Just weed. Just weed. Did it ever progress to anything else after that?
1: No comment. No, yeah. <laughs> we did. We tried everything, boy. I tried to make a life of a crime. Yeah. How long was you?
0: indulging in crime for. So you left, so you, you've left school. So say, Did you leave school with any
1: qualifications? None.
0: Not the, the smartest people I know gutted left family with nothing was as well. Gutted.
1: I was meant to have everything, bro. I wasn't meant to, I was meant to be a lawyer or an accountant. That's what I was meant to do for my family and fucking, you know, buy, you, you gotta buy do the what's, family house. You've got
0: to do what's best for you, not the family. you got to do what's best for you. No, nah, but it
1: was like a thing where I knew my mum and dad worked their ass off, put me into private education, bro. And I know the fact that they didn't want me back at that school, I already let them down. Because they're not rich. They're not giving you a 10% of their wage to educate me. They're working all the hours God sends them to pay the rent, my school, and for food. There's nothing left. So it's like, I have to repay you at least by fucking making something of myself. I'll tell you the worst one would have been my biological father. He would have been my introduction to narcissism. So he was just a piss Just an horrible I'll say his name, Steve Cronin. He's an horrible Steve, Steve Cronin. Steve Cronin. Cronin. This made me get his name yes, tattooed yes, yes. He manipulated me into getting a tattoo. I was only 15 when I had that. I was 16. He took me to his mate that's a tattooist.
0: Oh, so he actually took you to put I his a stamp need, on I you? I didn't
1: need ID because you're my son. Wow. And then I was allowed to go in the pub and have a pint. And it was like, fucking hell. I've got a tattoo. That's insane. I've got, a, I've got a fucking... I'm in the pub. I'm having drinks. But then this is another... This is what I mean. I can't... So... I know if I go to my nan's house and that kid's there, I'm going to get abused. Why did I choose to go? Maybe I love my nan that much I had to go. I remember things where this guy would turn up at the house and I'd remember banging on the door and I'd remember my mum crying and I'd remember, I want to see my son. And I'd remember my mum crying, talking about the police. And then I'd remember police coming and this would have been in the same house. So when my mum and dad split up, obviously my dad's left the house. Now, this guy is turning up at the house at 2, 3 in the morning, throwing stones at the window, Mm. all pissed up. So she's getting him arrested. And then I was actually introduced to him. She introduced me to him.
0: So you're a biological father?
1: Yeah, I missed that bit. This was another reason why my head's so weird, probably. So obviously, up to that age... Never going to call him my stepdad. So when I say my dad, I mean my dad, Dave, the guy that's looked after me my whole life. So, so when I say my dad, I don't mean this biological guy. Yeah. So my dad, when my dad and my mum live split up, this man's done everything for me, bro. Like he used to leave work to pick me up, take me to school. He used to take me football training. He used to take me to my matches between him and my mum. I never missed a match. Never missed a training session. So then he's gone. Now this new man's here. Like this is your dad. I'm like, wow. And he was a kind of big, big built geezer. I remember he had a big leather jacket on, big gold chain. Just had a massive head, I remember, because i have seen him from behind. He was sitting on the sofa. And it was a little bit intriguing. So can I just confirm, make sure I've got this right. You spent
0: 12 years living with your dad, who you thought was your biological dad. Yeah. And in... Quick succession, you realise oh, that he wasn't and you yeah. was introduced to your biological yeah. dad. Okay, well, that is going to really knock a child's mind, Bandy.
1: Well, the, this is why I talk about digestion and intergestion yeah? Mm. Sorry, digesting the trauma. So when I see my therapist, she said, this is going to sound weird, but if I had to pick a trauma which affected me the most, I'd say the abuse. Yeah, But she's saying... There's probably other stuff. It's not, it's the dad thing. Because not only are you 12 not only have you already been abused as well, you've got an identity crisis because you don't even know who you are. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So there was little things. And when I think back, it was like, you might have needed your birth certificate for a project at school. My birth certificate, well, we lost that in the fire, but my birth certificate would have said Nick Cronin. So I could never have that. So
0: you never had access to your birth certificate deliberately?
1: Whether it was lost in the fire or the flood. Do you know what I mean? Was it kept from you for your own protection? 100%. The guy was a... He tried to kill my mum and all sorts. He tried to kill my mum when she was pregnant with me. So full respect for your mum. Oh, she's full a fucking Full love. Queen. Yeah. She's a queen, mate.
0: An absolute queen.
1: Yeah. She didn't deserve all the shit that these people have done to her. No.
0: Nah. And it's always the way. Being kind sometimes can really bite you on the arse because people take advantage of kindness.
1: And when I look at it, Not that I know all the ins and outs, it's not really my business anyway, but obviously my mum left this guy when she was pregnant with me. Mm. So she's been with my dad this whole time. But she was like, when he, when Steve done that, that was the fucking end of it for me. No one's walking over me again. So my dad, Dave, probably didn't, I don't know what he did for them to split up, but it probably wasn't just to fire a split up. Mm. It was because this guy has already put my mum through trauma to whereby she's put her foot down and said, any other man so much as fucks about, that's it. Do you know what I mean? So my mum and dad necessarily didn't need to split up. Because no. Because she'd been through trauma with this guy. Self-preservation. So so that's could... why I look at everything now. Yeah. So I can't blame him all. I mean, your mum and dad for splitting up. It's no one's fault. This shit happens. Yeah. And this is why I said to you on the phone as well. Me and Beth, <laughs> sorry, love. <laughs> She's stuck with me for life, mate. That's it. We've made a vow to each other. I don't well, need she... to fucking marry her. Well, she loves even you, we mate. will.
0: She loves you, mate.
1: But you can't, once you've made a commitment and you've got a fucking missus and you've had a kid, that's it, bro. That's your family, man. Yeah, I agree. Don't start fucking that up and going, shagging all different birds. Nah. And trying to do all this fucking stupid shit because you're going to ruin the kids. Mm-hmm. I'm a damaged kid. so And, I know, and, I and also, want... you're
0: going to damage a woman that's put their life and soul and trust into you and that is abuse. You can shout and scream and fuck at each other, and but betraying them, that's not too far off abusing them because... You lose your trust in someone, you tend to lose your trust in everyone, and that's sad. That stops you from growing and really thoroughly enjoying life. Don't let somebody betray you. And the best way to almost ensure someone never betrays you is don't betray them.
1: And I learnt that now. But luckily, we obviously, when we met with the kids, bro, she was 19, I was 21. The first couple of years were fucking...
0: Just tell me before... Yeah, let's just, not get there yet. Yeah, just, let's go from... Between 16 and 21, you were selling weed. Uh, what was you, Was you? you did, did, did that evolve into the class A's within that stint there? Was you lifting weights between 16 and 21? Was there any steroids introduced into your life at 16 to 21? What was, the situ- was you, what was the situation there? What was your life between 16 and 21? Because that's a transition. Between 16 and 21, it's like, wow, I've gone from a teenager so to a like man. 16 is like left school,
1: isn't it? Yeah. So you've left school. So the introduction to the gym before that age... My uncle was, he was a big guy. He was like a strong man, bodybuilding. Everyone knew Big Scotty from Northampton. How tall were you? 6'3". Six, 6'3", three.
0: Six, three. Your, your sort of
1: stamp? Yeah, he was about that, but 28 stone. Three three of me wide. I'll show you pictures later. You won't believe it. That's, that's, that's madness. <laughs> Do you remember, um, well, you will remember because you touched on it. Hard Bastards. Katie Crave wrote that book. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Big John? He was on the front of one of them. John Daniels.
0: Oh, I can't picture it, He's... but if,
1: if I saw it, I might. Or oh, the other one you might remember, was it Glen Ross? The Northern Ireland guy, I think he was a strong man. Just them sort of statures, you know? Shoulders Big, are in Big, chunky, just, hairy shoulders. You could hit him in the head with a bat and it'd probably snap. Like yeah.
0: The vibe. yeah. So yeah, my yeah.
1: first introduction at the gym was in Ketching. I used to go to the gym with him. And how old was you? So this is like just after the abuse. This is when... Oh, so you were young when you started mad. training. No, I weren't training. This is I'm going to get to it. So right after the abuse, I started being naughty. So my mum and dad had split up. So my mum can't handle me at this point. What do you mean by being naughty? Just, just naughty. You know, just like a twelve-year-old, swing back, probably swearing, insubordinate
0: again, like you were at school.
1: Just, yeah, not being respectful. Yeah. So my mum was like, "Fuck this! You're going to your uncle, mate, for six weeks. So the six weeks holiday." My, like, he didn't fuck about, mate. I wouldn't say militant. Just when I show you, you'll you'll know. Just imagine, you know, like the Sopranos. You know, the main guy from the Sopranos. You'll show me a picture. <laughs> you,
0: you'll show me a picture of him, and I'll apologise. Sorry, mate. <laughs>
1: So it was like, you're going to your uncle's. Yeah. It was like terrifying, but like mesmerizing at the same time. This guy was like the fucking mafia, mate, Range Rovers. Well, there were loads of them. They used to run all the fucking doors, all big jackets, red ties. They were just like, if you wanted to be in a firm, that's the fucking firm you want to be in. Mm, the man. So anyway, I'm there. How many young? Like I say, 12, maybe 13. My job was, I used to spot, um, load his weights up. So we used to do, you could leg press like,
0: Something ridiculous. I'm going to say that's probably a normal workout for someone. 20
1: plates aside, so yeah. yeah. So I'm there, little kid, loading up the things, just having a little look. He used to let me have a protein shake after. And then we did, he used to like, at the time he was buying houses, renovating them and selling them. So he'd be like, right, you have built a day on the work. So I'd be there just fucking barrowing sand back and forth all day. Yeah, that was just to keep me out of trouble. About two weeks later, he's rang my mum back. He said, yeah, you better come and get him, mate, before I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I've pissed him off as well, yeah. So
0: you was too much of a handful for the gangster uncle.
1: <laughs> so I've gone back there anyway. I've ended up moving in with him, living with him. I'm creating the best relationship ever. I was going to say, times. he
0: probably respected, he probably saw him in you. He knew. Well, He saw himself in you. It was
1: mad. He was living with my nan at the time. So mm. in the house I'm being abused, he lived there. At the same time? At the same time, bro. So I'm in the house in this room. My nan and her boyfriend in that room. My uncle and his girlfriend are in that room. And I'm fucking in this room, a little kid, man. Wow. The hardest thing about it always oh, is that my missus has been for a very similar thing, which you'll you'll learn later on. And she makes my life look like a fucking dead buttlings man. mate. And obviously, I'm trying to help her trauma. So mm. it's like there's constant trauma here, bro. She's, so you're
0: taking the first steps to recover to help her recover?
1: 100%. Which is a bit of a pattern, it and
0: seems. It seems like you want to help
1: others. a my therapist th- that told me that. Because mm. when I said to her, she asked me, why are you here? What do you want from therapy? Yeah, so this is... Sorry, we're skipping a bit there. I'm like 34 now. Fine. But I'm saying, I just want to understand. I want a level of understanding where I can just process and cope with this. Most people go to therapy. I want to be fixed or I just knew, I just wanted to learn. I, I wanna, wanted to I understand. understand myself. So when she says now you'll go through this trauma and your brain will create a neurological pathway to prevent you going through that trauma again, like a protection. Mm. So when I've learned that, I'm like, right, how do we undo this? And then there was, we'll touch on that in a bit, there's processes that she put me through to sort of undo the neurological t- things, yeah, whatever, pathways. Let's go back because that is interesting
0: and that has got far too much substance to sort of skim over it and then come back. That's too deep. So just want to get your introduction to the gym because people are going to want there, there, There's yes. going to be a lot of lads that look at Big Nick and they're going to want to be Big Nick. So they're going to want to know how you got there.
1: Are Not gonna, how pe- i done
0: it. People are going to want to know if you've done steroids, what side effects they had, how long were you on them for? Were you cycling correctly? They're going to be intrigued by you. You're a man mountain. You've got a mouthful of gold teeth.
1: Where are we now? Sixth. So when I first left school, I went to work at Avon with my nan in the kitchens. So my nan was the catering manager. She's got me a little uh, agencies back then. You have to go to an agency and £4.50 an hour. That's what I was on. That's how long ago that was, 16.
0: No wonder you set up drug dealing.
1: <laughs> well, I was doing a bit on the side. So this is where I'm clever. So I'm getting up at seven. I'm going to work. I'm finishing my work day at one, two o'clock. But obviously all these lazy bastards are just getting out of bed. You don't go to bed till three, four, do you? When you're a teenager. Not when you're young, nah. and You're getting up at fucking midday. I've already been to work, done a full shift. And I'm at the park with the weed. Let's go. Summer, isn't it?
0: Smoking or selling or both?
1: A bit of both, mate. You want a bit? I'll have a bit. I do all I wanted to do was get my smoke for free. That's yeah, all yeah. I understood. I don't want to pay for it. But I needed to smoke it to disassociate. This is how bad it was, bro. I didn't want to pay for it. I just wanted, I just wanted to, as much as I can for free. Yeah, yeah. And then the exact same thing moved on to coke.
0: So how old were you when you first started using coke? And was coke, was coke the first class A drug that you done?
1: Yeah, it literally went from weed to coke straight into that. Yeah, because
0: yeah, I, I mean, I I, I I worked on the pills. Yeah, because I had done all that. I done. I went. I went from from solids to weed to amphetamine to. Acid, that was horrendous, DF-118, uh, Tomazipan, Ease, then the Charlie, then a whole concoction, and oh, it was fucking it – was, it was terrible. But you, So you went straight to weed, boom, cocaine. I never, ever want to glamorize drugs on this channel because they're not glamorous. They feel glamorous when you're doing it and before you've taken the wrong turn. Now, if you – say you're doing acid, for example, it's glamorous right up until the point – your trip goes bandy. It's <laughs> coming through the walls. All of a sudden, shit hits the fan, you hit psychosis, your life could be fucked there and then. So I never want to glamorise drugs, but I also don't want to shy away from it because I was fed drugs by my old man and they had a very, very fucking heavy duty impact in my life and it's part of my tapestry and it's where it's took me and exactly the same for Nick. So just to confirm that, just in case everyone's thinking, oh, they're glamorising drugs and I'm not even, I'm not even anti-drugs. I'm not, if people want to take drugs, fine. If it's not affecting their day-to-day life, fine. If they're still going to work, if they're still functioning, it's not affecting their relationships, that's fine. But all I know is for me, being force-fed drugs as a young boy ruined me and I would encourage anybody that's got older friends that think it's, in, that think it's impressive to start smoking joints and sniffing gear and taking pills, thinking you're, thinking you're clever because it makes you feel older than what you are, it will fucking destroy you. Faster than a speeding bullet. Make better choices. Go to the gym. Think about a career. Choose your circle of friends wisely. Getting high as a kite as a young man, it just ain't the way. It's going to stunt your growth and it's going to prevent you from from expanding as a human being.
1: It disguises who you are, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, the only reason I mention it. It is takes it, your personality It plays away. a part in losing. I lost myself on drugs, bro. Mm. Like, you, you know yourself. You don't make... <laughs> we can play the decision game later. Remember yeah. Nick and Coach <laughs> But you don't make decisions that you know what I mean. You'd make decisions that are foreign to what they would if you weren't on oh, you're, just, you're
0: not The thing, the problem with drugs is, you think you're of sound mind. In fact, you think when you're when you're high, when you're off your canister, you think everything makes sense now. You think, you think I've, I've got it. It's like, how come I didn't think of that before or see that before? It's Because it's fucking wrong. Like you need to, you need to like go go spend eight weeks completely and utterly sober, weed free, cocaine free, alcohol free. Oh, then you though, then, then you see the world in 4K, <laughs> like ultra high definition. Then start making some de- some decisions
1: and some choices. But what I liked about it was the confidence it gave me, and it did give you the confidence. Cause yeah, listen, I'm... faux confidence, though, isn't it? It is, but it worked for me. It feels brutal at the time. I'm not a hard man, bro. I'm not no gangster, no big man, whatever. But I can give I can give as good as I can take. Mm. And everyone knows I can take it. So it was like it took the cocaine to convince myself I can give it as good as I can take it. Yeah. I never wanted to fight anyone, bro. I didn't I didn't like the feeling. Uh, I've been through so much shit. It was just like fucking hell. Never confrontation. And I'm very karma orientated. So it's like, all right, cool. We could do a bit now. I could smash this head c- in. Then three guys are going to come back. Do you know what I mean? I always used to think ahead, and I'd always think of the worst scenario. So I'd I'd talk myself out of doing shit. When the drugs were in play, I lived on them. So there wasn't a moment where I could talk myself out of anything. Whatever Mm -hmm. went through my head, impulse, action, go. And that is what semi-sort of created what I've become into, because it just gave me the confidence to do everything, that the scared little little voice is saying, no, don't do it, don't do it.
0: But the cocaine was making the decisions for you.
1: Yeah. So it's like I needed the middle ground.
0: And the problem with cocaine is it it leads you into the full sense of security that you're in control, that you're actually steering that ship when you're not. When you're on cocaine, you are a passenger.
1: And I didn't realise that. Mm. I use this analogy, so it's like all I ever wanted to be was the man Mm. because I was so scared of everyone. I was bullied. All this shit's gone. I didn't want this to happen again. I thought if I was big and I was fucking... Angry and aggressive, and all these different things, mm. it would counterbalance. You know what I mean? Why would, why would you want to start with someone who's big, angry, and aggressive? It's like when he's little, short, and skinny. Are you nuts? That's you know what I mean. That's,
0: and I'm charling off my head.
1: <laughs> this is the thought process I've got I'm in my ready head. To go. Then it's like, I feel like the Coke has turned me into a dick. You mm. just make dickhead decisions, you do dickhead things. You. But I lived on it, bro. Like We laughed. I used to, not 16 to 18, but a couple few years later, I used to use Coke as pre workout. So I'd wake up and then be like, oh, fucking hell. I have to roll a joint now. This is all at fucking nine in the morning.
0: It's a balancing act And as I'm well.
1: fucking at the gym just off my head, mate. Don't know what the fuck's going on. And again, it was all to disguise. But then it, the coke weren't to disguise nothing. The weed was to disguise things. The coke was to make me who I thought I needed to be. You use cocaine
0: because to transform my,
1: yourself. my people were making these decisions without the drugs because mm. they're fucking serious people. They're fucking about it and they're on it. They didn't need drugs to give them a fucking...
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're fide bad men.
1: Yes. They are on it. So it's like I had to do drugs to... They were all on drugs anyway, but I'm, these guys have all been jailed. They've shot people, stabbed people. I'm just a little faggot, mate. And I've been raped. Not been raped, but you know what I mean? I've been abused and I've been bullied. And I'm a fucking fanny, mate. <laughs> but, like I said, I wanted to be the man, bro, and I've used the drugs for that long. It's like I woke up when I was. So cocaine... Not on their level. I'm not trying to make oh, out like I'm some oh, fucking no, I, guy. I totally but get But from that. who I was, this hmm. little kid, that if I thought that there was some trouble over there, I'll cross the road. Bro, I don't want confrontation. I want, yeah. I'm terrified of everything. Bro.
0: But you wanted, people, you, you wanted people to think that you are the polar opposite. I wanted you to look at to me and toss yourself. the world. Yeah, yeah. That's don't like the protection. fuck with me. Yeah, I've been fucked with enough. Yeah, enough.
1: Yeah, again, I, I did get to that stage where you know enough is enough. Now I don't need drugs. Now let's go.
0: And is that what inspired you to start lifting heavy weights and slapping on muscle, at weight or not? right yeah. or not?
1: Yeah, it was around that. St- so, so, yeah, just... and so
0: doing steroids—the first time you went to the gym. I mean, because normally there's a there's a progression. You you do your weights, you get your you get your, your macronutrients, then you move to creatine, and then you do Diana and yeah, oral, yeah, yeah. and then you jab a little bit of sustenance and deca, and then all of a sudden you go fucking. Uh, I'm and, glad you and, said and, that. Then you go anapole fifty, trembolone, the fucking lot. Growth. It's like whoa, that escalated quite quick. But you just went straight in,
1: boom. So now, glad no, you said that. My first ever cycle, I bought fifty nut fifties. Not a cycle, but I bought 50 nap 50s. And I was about 18. Angry water. So I'm having one a day, every day. The geezer that I'm Lifting fucking...
0: weights your joints and tendons can't cope with. But back then it was just...
1: No, it was all body workout. This is how I didn't know what I was doing. I'm going to the gym every day. So it would be a chest exercise, a shoulder exercise, an arm, a tricep. And I'd do the same thing every day.
0: But then in Apple on 50s, oh, the, the, got... the strength gains are off the fucking chart. Bearing but, in mind... But you lose little... them just like that.
1: Yeah, that was it. So I'm a little skinny kid. Now I put on two stone. Everyone's going, fucking hell. Mm. But then you come off, though, and you had 50. So 50 days on, 50 days off, I'm back to exactly what I looked like before. Exactly. No,
0: you don't sustain your gains
1: on that shit. What the fuck? You need the injectable stuff, son. Them tablets are all full of water. Sweet, get it in. So I'm having an injection now at 12 Stone without any foundation of training. And how old were you? Probably when I had my first jab, 20 because that's insane because you're full of testosterone at
0: 20. I see young lads now down the gym, 21, 22, taking... Bro, there's kids
1: in my gym now on nothing offices. that make me look small now. Because they've got enough testosterone. they train trained properly. And they're, they're working. Don't, they,
0: they don't need the they're drugs. They're
1: fucking eating and they're training. Mm. I didn't want to fucking train mid, and eat. Mid, I just wanted to be big. Where's
0: the shortcut? mid thirties to 40, your testosterone takes a natural dip. Fine. If you're going to do it responsibly, get your bloods checked, maybe do a bit of TRT, I'm all for that. But for young lads going out, there, just smashing their system fucking with their hormones when they don't need to and they're producing enough anyway that's madness I
1: was skinny as well and I didn't have the foundation did you balloon what, what, what was the what can was you your test you? or was it a test you done did you mix it with Decker I think it was just test just test it was only one unless it was a mix of something in there already blended which I don't even think was a thing back then all these blends are like kind of new
0: what'd so. you do just buy it off the geezer down the gym that didn't even tell you what to do nah, what to listen, counteract what, it with
1: we'll let my uncle's house so his pals come over He's had a shot in the ass. I've had a shot. It was just
0: Away you went. Yeah. And you never look back it's after it. Like if they
1: fucking pulled out a line of gear, we probably would have had a line of gear. We fucking mm. pulled out a heroin needle. We probably all would have had a bit of heroin. I don't know. I was just following the I didn't know what it was. Young impressionable. I didn't know I didn't know what it was. You know, like steroids. You know, yeah, but what is it? Mm. I've got a much of a larger understanding now of what it was. Oh, and if I knew now what I knew then, I probably wouldn't have done it.
0: You you, you know you know that you wouldn't need it to yeah, have done it, back all
1: then. I knew was if I inject that, I might look like one of these geese is in this room. Yeah, yeah. And they're all fucking massive, mate. <laughs> and then when my uncle died, he was about 19, 20 stone. And at my biggest, I was about 20, 21 stone. That's big, And man. I achieved what I wanted to achieve.
0: You're, you're lucky that you've He's managed 20... to get reach those dizzy heights and now come back down. Like, no blocked arteries, no heart attack, wow. no blood pressure issues. I've done it all wrong. Yeah. I didn't... Touch wood. I never used to
1: get my blood done.
0: You dodged the bullet.
1: Yeah, bro. But, yeah, the goal, I just wanted to be big. There was no other... Just as big, fat, ugly, and as strong as possible. <laughs> yeah. I... Inject it in every orifice. I didn't care what I had to do. Shoulders fires. I didn't fires. care what I had to eat.
0: You've done it. Yeah, bro. Did you cycle it or did you just stay on?
1: Nah, just, there was no such thing as a cycle, bro. Because I knew in Cycling, my head. Cycling, what's that? It was that thing with two wheels. Post course, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's like in my head, if I come off, I'm going to lose it all. Mm. But lo and behold, I probably come off at 21 or 22 and lost it all and went back up, went back down. You still use steroids now? I'm back on them now. Just a bit of test. Well, TRT we call it. Just a bit of testosterone every week now. Yeah. I think
0: you get to a certain age where you're missing out on a life hack if you don't put your testosterone at an optimal level.
1: Listen, anyone- That's
0: me personally. Don't take that as advice. You go and see your doctor and no. you think your testosterone's low.
1: Anyone rich and famous- They're on it. In Hollywood, they're yeah. all on TRT and HRT. They talk about it openly. They yeah. all go to the doctor and says I can't get a hard on. So they yeah. inject you with a bit of sus and then- Oh, where you go? HRT, what's it? Hormone replacement therapy, human uh, growth.
0: Testosterone is a popular one for TRT. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or you get like a, they give you libido. It's like a thousand mg. My pal gets it. You have one shot every three months. Oh, uh. so it literally oh, yeah. Is they, three months. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. Is some it libido those, uh, or libido or something like that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but I do know there is one that like is a real long. what's it called? got an, an ester? A, yeah, yeah, A, a, yeah, a, a, yeah, a real yeah. long Esther. Yeah, I've got a friend over in the states where that you know you just you just roll up to a TRT yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shop. Go in there, boom jab done once a week, once a fortnight. Happy days, every like no one frowns upon it. It's just sort of standard procedure over there. We're a little bit behind. We
1: I think everyone touching towards forty mm. and above. Why not? It'll take you back to your levels when you was
0: see. A I teenager. can I could never do so. I, when I was so when I was working the doors, late twenties, early thirties. That's when I done. That's when I done steroids, and I thought coming off for a month was coming off. It obviously isn't. It's still in your system. So I stayed on steroids. And I and when I went to, I had to go to the doctors eventually because I, I just done them and done them and done them, hit the gym like a maniac. Well, become totally and utterly obsessed and consumed with weightlifting and taking steroids, if I'm honest. I was a hefty size, strong as an ox, like a bull. And then when eventually I thought, I actually need to come off now because this has been two or three years and I've not actually come off. I started reading more into it rather than taking the fucking Wally's advice down the gym that just wants me money. And... Uh, when I eventually come off, long and short of it is, it obliterated my immune system. Yeah. It does uh, not. Like my natural testosterone not shut existing. off. So you know, I'd wake up with a cock like a bit of rope. Like, <laughs> but this ain't the way. It's, this is supposed <laughs> yeah, to be. I don't remember yeah, that. Sort of before. in the prime of my life, and this is all fucking back to front. Oh, mid twenties so, as well. No, I was, no, early 30s. Yeah. I've built myself back up and everything's absolutely back in fine, perfect working order now, but it took a hell of a long time and it was worrying and concerning, but I spent six months in bed with, I thought it was chronic fatigue syndrome, but, well, it probably was that, but it was basically induced by fucking steroid abuse because I did not know what I needed to know. I didn't get the right information, the right education. I just fucking loaded up the syringe and went bosh once a week. Got it in me. Didn't realise the consequences. Nobody warned me of the side effects. I got away lightly, but yeah. Well, this is the
1: problem, bro. You've people, got to know what you're doing. You're going to get your information of the person selling you it.
0: Exactly, And they don't give a fuck and about they want you. you to use all the bottle.
1: Of course. So If I say to people, yeah, I'm just doing half a meal a week. Or and that half is, a meal
0: twice a week. And that is that is a sick thing to do, to fuck around yeah. with, a, with a human being's hormones for, for financial it's gain. It's like
1: your sexual reproductive system, bro. Do you know how I know... That shit fucks you because my children are so far apart, bro. I've got a 14-year-old and a fucking four-year-old. 30, sorry, he's 30. And so I'm did,
0: four. It, it, did it fuck with your fertility?
1: It must have, bro. Mm. I've never used a condom having sex with my missus and our kids are ten years apart.
0: <laughs> and you was always trying. Or always well, if it happened, it happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I always finished off in there, mate. So there yeah. it, it must have been me. Well it's cozy in there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so during the during the course of your gym of your gym life. Uh, which has probably worked as therapy for you. I'd imagine your gym is your church, like it is certainly mine. Without it, I cannot function. I cannot get through a day. I I just couldn't get through the day productively in a constructive manner if I hadn't hit the gym first and got them endorphins, them natural endorphins, bam, uh, injected straight into the forefront of my mind. I'm ready to go. So over the course of your gym career, have you... Little by little, reduce the intake of steroids so that it's now TRT as opposed to abusing it.
1: Yeah, it's just trial and error for me. I didn't know what I was doing. So you try a bit of everything, don't you? And I wanted mm-hmm. to be massive. That was my only goal. I didn't care, bro, if I die when I'm 40. I I'll mm. be fucking the biggest man that you bury. Is my was the shit in my head.
0: And did you have any, any negative effects using, when you was like using steroids excessively? Did you ever sit there in your car? Here's a question. Did you ever sit there in your car when you was on steroids and there was no problem and then Magic FM would come on, <laughs> and you'd stare out the window, and a tear would roll down your face, and you think, "What the fuck am I crying for?" That'll be the steroids.
1: Not that side. <laughs> not, not emotionally. It was more anger.
0: Oh yes, yeah, so I never got roid rage. I used to say people get roid rage because they choose to. I would get emotional. I knew that my hormones were fucking all over the. Do you
1: think I'm trying to be? You
0: want to be a bad man,
1: a, an angry heart. Yeah, yeah. I've been emotional. I've been. It's yeah. like I'm.
0: I've tried to fight anger.
1: It's like when I say to you, I tried so hard to be that guy. Yeah. That timeline passed and I'd just become him. The mm. people that I'm sitting in a room with, bro, I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't been in the room with these people talking about the things that they're talking about. It's no. like, and I'm if what, they knew who I was, because I was, that's who i become. And so you know, I was that, but you, it was like, I weren't that guy, bro.
0: And do you know, the saddest thing is as well, and it takes life experience and maturity and self-development to to really fully appreciate this. And also, it's very hard giving yourself a pat on the back because it's horrible taking compliments. I get that. But the person that you're trying to hide, the person that you're running away from to try and be somebody else, really, the actual organic person that you are is the best person you could wish to be because you're fucking, you're brand new, bruv, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And if only you knew then what you knew now, you would have been.
1: Well, I think that's what enabled Nick. me to get. To where I am now. I feel like you now need I to, am... You need to do that. Yeah, I think I am as that. organic as I can be. Like I said, if we had this conversation five years ago, it would be very different. Yeah, 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 If we had it two years ago, it would have been even different. This has been the perfect time time's, to...
0: Time's right. To time's talk about time's right for both of us. I wouldn't have been qualified to be on the receiving end of such a personal, intimate story... Uh,
1: but well, it's only watching like your now. story. Now, yeah, We've been back and forth, bro.
0: So, can you, so you can see the power of telling your story out loud. I've inspired you to come and say, tell your story, set yourself free, like I did with James English. Fucking big nod and love and respect to that man. And you're going to do exactly the same to people that watch you. You're going to set so many people free. It's a, it's just a
1: win win. Well, I've done it on a smaller level, didn't I? So, social media thing, that was the reason for social media, right? My plan was I want to document my life. Show you what I've done. Show you what I've been through, and sort of like if I can do it, you can do it. That cliche fucking. Well, it's true. If I can, anyone can. But, the but trauma, literally, the, if, if you, I can. If
0: you've been through that much trauma and you've got someone that's been through none, but they they get dropped by their missus or they fail a job interview and all of a sudden they feel suicidal off the back of that, it's like listen. I've been to fucking hell and back. You haven't earned the right to feel bereft over failing a job interview. This is where you need to take your medicine man up and fucking move forward. Let that go because you wait. One day you're going to get a phone call that's going to fucking devastate you and break your heart. That's when you fall to your knees and cry and rebuild yourself, not over something so petty. You're qualified to give that kind of advice to people because you've had a fucking rough ride and you're now still fucking tall and proud and ready to go. The future's bright now. Yeah, no. you're free and the future is going to be bright and, and you, you're, you're making moves towards that you're expanding your network you're building your business you've got your CBD company which we'll come to it's all good stuff but I still want to go back to the gym I want to know certain people that you've trained with because you don't get physically supreme like that by just doing it on your own somebody must have taught you little tricks of the trade you must have collaborated with people trained with people that have been in the game for a long time probably pros like tell me about these people Anyone in particular that stands out?
1: Well, my uncle would have been the first one. He was like at the point of he's at his biggest. He was going for like world strongest man kind of vibes. You know, them shows there. He was like that level. But he got into. He used to do doors. There was a lot of altercations. Long story short, he broke his knee. He had a scar from like his shin up to his. Fucking halfway up his quad and he had to have like reinforced crutches made where he was like 30 stones. So that took him out of the game.
0: Being Did, heavy, mate, is look at Ronnie Coleman. Big guy, yeah. Fucking heartbreaking to see big to see guy. big strapping men like reduced to cripples. That's it. Yeah, that's why well we was lifting light earlier. Oh. We left our ego at the so third. Lovely though, didn't And it? it was brilliant. Mate, I loved our workout. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. We didn't take the piss, we didn't show off. We weren't like, look what I can do. We took it nice and easy. No ego, no injury. It was, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that session. Yeah, it was fucking, it, it was brilliant. So he showed, so your uncle, did he show you sort of like uh, ranges of reps, how to control it, how to contract the muscle, all the little tricks nah, that, that, it was more that the build basics. the muscle? basics.
1: Nah, it was more the basics because he was more strongman strong man than bodybuilding. So it was just a case of, Bench, he, he squat, taught deadlift, me, you get in there, you lift some fucking shit up, we get busy until it hurts, then we go. Smelling salts and growl. All that fucking horrible shit, shouting and all that. Yeah. It weren't until I met. The fucking little fella, Mr Lambo, that the ah yes okay that Aaron, was the first Aaron Lambo real introduction to gym if you like yeah so he had his own gym or he's got gyms but it was all from the same sort of fucking so they, gym they, they trained in so the Lambo trained at this this ultra bodies I I, met, I never met him but I see him there like he used to walk around in his pants. Brilliant physique. Who's this? Lambo. He used to walk around in his pants? Yeah, he was a bodybuilder, <laughs> isn't? that's what he did. They like to get their pants out and fucking stand in front of mirrors.
0: Fucking hell.
1: But I'd never seen nothing like that before. I've been gym, I've never used to, but I was yeah. like, he looked crazy. So he's
0: preparing for a competition. He, he must have been preparing for a competition at this point. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how Otherwise, I that first... that would be, that'd be really odd. Yeah, that would be fucking mad. Yeah. So that's where I first see him. How did you meet Beth? How did I meet her?
0: She's gonna be watching this thinking, you better fucking remember. She remembers.
1: <laughs> Balloon Bar, Northampton. I was out with Liam, my uncle's training partner. You see, I had a bit of dough back then. I used to. Fred think, Perry
0: t-shirt. No. Sean Paul big, big Stone
1: Island jumper with this big fat fucking chain. I don't know who I thought Did I was. you have the
0: gold teeth then?
1: I had one. Ah. It started off with one, then it went to two. Then the ego kicked in and was like, just do them all.
0: Let's have the lot.
1: So I've met her, he's introduced me to her. We're bubbling, we're cool. They want to go time and envy. I'm barred from time and envy. I'm saying, ah, I'm an envy's the spot. It might've even been called Lava Ignite back then. But we're going there. I'm saying, one more drink here, please. He's going, i oh, go on then. I've gone to the bar, bought a couple of bottles of champagne. While I'm at the bar paying, some birds attached herself to me, bro. And I'm like, we over there, I'm thinking, I'm trying to weigh up the odds here now. What's the chances here, mm. this one or that one? I've sort of got to make a decision quickly. They're going, oh, come on, we're going, we're going Time and Envy. Go on, fuck off the Time and Envy. I'll have this one at the bar with the two bottles of champagne. Long story short, yeah, she, I didn't, I couldn't get rid of her for three days. <laughs> the one at the, one the bar. And you, ready? this is the day of death. She's fucked off out. She's gone, they've all gone to the, the main spot, but I couldn't get in there. I knew I couldn't. So I'm like, oh, you lot crack on. And it probably would have been about six months later. We're in the equivalent club in Wellington now. We're in Bar Life, we're bubbling. Someone slapped me on my ass. I've turned behind. Beth's standing there. But it were not her that done it. She's pointing at her mate. But obviously it fucking was her. I'm saying, ah, oh, you. You're the one that got away, are you? Come on then, let's go. I've got You're you the
0: one that left me with that, <laughs> with that woman I didn't I didn't want to be with. Mate. Shame on you.
1: You want to talk about um grooming? So we're all going out, we're going out, we're going out. We're partying. She's got to the end of the night. I'm saying, fuck, I've lost my key. I haven't lost my key. Smooth, off, <laughs> smooth, you know, back. I had my key, babe, <laughs> and a spare. I'm saying, what <laughs> are we gonna do? They're all going, go on, barely, I'm going back to yours. She's all out, he all... looks friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was the start of it. Um, but me and her, we got on so well, bro. Like, set up
0: all night talking, putting the world to rights. It was
1: weird. This is what the maddest thing was.
0: Lionel Richie in the background, she
1: hates me for telling this story, but I tell it, I've told it a few what, times. What's a Lionel just... Richie story? <laughs> <laughs> So at the time, her bed, our bed, I moved in, bro, immediately. I fell in love with her. Our bed was the sofa cushions. So you'd take the three sofa cushions from downstairs and you'd lie them in a fucking line, pillow, quilt. So there's two of us side by side. You know, you've got a fucking cuddle to be on. Yeah. That was our bed, bro. Instant connection. Until I made a bit of dough, Give me a month. Our mum gave us the room next door, actually. We had this little mini room. I think our brother might have been in jail at the time.
0: What did her mum think when she brought back a great big geezer with tattoos on his head oh, and gold her mum's teeth? My mum
1: was a psycho. That's why her story is great. Oh, so, she loved you. Oh yeah. At this time. I she, want him. Yeah. At this point, she'd have been checked into the mental asylum a ah, couple of times. Okay. Fucking absolute psycho. We get on. We all get on. Great. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's saying this, this was f- meant to be. <laughs> yeah. So we have. got the room next door. So I bought a bed, carpet, cupboards. And yeah, that was it. Me and her were just fucking grafting, mate. Just Bonnie yeah. and Clyde. Yeah. So I've met her for argument's sake. Halloween. So what's that? End of October? Yeah. My, my son was born the following September.
0: You didn't fuck about.
1: <laughs>
0: so by sort of Christmas, New Year. You really did leave it in.
1: Yeah. So then. So I met say if I met her in October, I would have stayed with her October. Bearing in mind, I'm living in a gaff at the time similar to this. Hot tub in the garden. My uncle's gaff, this was big fucking. The man, I love, but I was like, I didn't want it. I didn't want to be there. You just wanted to be I in love with me. I felt comfortable Beth. here. Yeah, yeah, and I felt at
0: home. Well, you, love is home. Love is home. And doesn't you, matter. You could, doesn't matter what you could be in a tent. If you love someone. That's your and home. I've never
1: felt that before. And do you know what's mad, bro? And Nothing I, like it. I fucking cry when I tell her this, but I felt uh, trauma. Mm. I've dreamt about meeting her. I get it. I knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. And then when we eventually told each other stories, it's like it's even deeper because. Somewhere at some point, we're both being fucking abused, mate. And in the world... Kindred spirits. And in the world, already tried to meet us at Balloon Bar. Mm. But i fucked off with some other bird. She probably fucked off with some other geezer. Let's have it right. And then it's like... I hope
0: that <laughs> <isn't>. <laughs> I hope that isn't the case, Beth. And then... Well, if Beth comes come on... come back. She Beth will. She'll on. tell her whole
1: shit, bro. You've got to tell the truth. I would love her to tell her that. But she... I did text her and say, oh, I'll try and get you on here. She'll be like... I'm no one. He's not going to want to know my story. Of so course I will. Bro, when I say her story makes my shit look like butt limbs, bro. So when we wanted to do our podcast, she's had to go and find her. She obviously, she knows that actually been in care, but she don't know to what detail. She fucking broke us, mate. We That was the reason. The main reason why we didn't do it was reading her case files like that from stories where she was being abused in care from when she was two to four to six to ten to fourteen. Now her mum's trying to kill herself and it's like, fucking hell. You know, like she is the female version of me. And, and is... when we've met and she, and lovey, I weren't lovey. You know how I wear my heart on my sleeve now? That's off the back of
0: Where he was produced, training he was, myself he was to be able guarded, to for so long. You was guarded before. So imagine
1: we've both got our guard up like that mm. and we've still somehow managed. That's
0: incredible. Yeah, two, two, two people with a guard up in self-preservation mode, but, that, but love still conquered that and got through the barrier. That's powerful. That don't come around twice.
1: And not only that, but I ain't going to go into mad details, but the first two years, it was f- maybe even the first three. Heavy. Oh, how horrible I was. I was a horrible human, bro, because I wanted to be a bad man. Mm. So I would only treat her in how I thought a bad man would have to treat her. Yeah. But maybe she didn't realise that that was bad.
0: Because she was so used that's to that's only function. how she'd
1: ever been treated. Yeah. So it's like, when I look at the things that she's been through because of me, it's like, I have to do this for us.
0: The fact that you acknowledge that is
1: commendable. But if I didn't, people, I wouldn't be able to fix her, bro. No. Nah.
0: you got to fix yourself first, which you've done, and you're still doing it. We're all work in progress. So go back to go back to the gym. Who's we talking about? They got uh, tattoos on his face. Yeah. Lambo. So, so you met you you met him. I've seen a video of him. He his. was going to say something about him.
1: Yeah, I've seen a video of him where he was promoting. I can't remember exactly. It was like a transformation plan, 12-week plan with PTs. And I'm only
0: homing in on him because I've, I've seen him time and time again on the internet. So I, I know that he's a character of interest. And if you've got a personal relationship with him or did have, be interesting to, to get
1: I would have classed y- take him as on him. one of my best friends, man, at one point. Oh, so your best well, friend That's only because, not now, this is only because of how I have been. If I'm your friend, I befriend someone different, man. It's weird. I'm yeah. like, you commit. I feel like I'm the best friend a man could want, like. Right? And if I'm your friend, you will be like, yeah, man. There is. You'll know it. I haven't got another friend like him, because I, I will go above and beyond. I will do.
0: Is that for, for better or for worse, or is that past tense or present? You just said. It, I, you said I haven't got another friend like him. Is that?
1: No, that's what anyone that I'm friends with will say. Sorry, okay. So it's like, well, you. A year from now, you'd be like, no, you're right, you know, bro. I
0: can tell, mate. You've got a I...
1: hundred friends probably, but you'd be like, none of them are like you. I can tell. Because you've, you've cut from a different- Giza, we have trained lats, traps, and buys together. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> deep. <laughs> but yeah, I met him off the back of wanting change. So he was doing these fucking transformation videos. Right. Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. So I'm just trying to work out if everyone had fucking died yet, because I'm thinking, well, the reason why I've gone to him, and they had because I'd have moved the house. So I lost my nan. Who was my, what she was, this, I can't get it out without, it, uh, there's no. Uh, there's not a word in the dictionary. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what she was. She was, just, she was amazing, bro. Like to the point where we sat and had conversations about adoption. Mm. Imagine your nan wanting to adopt you.
0: Well, I can, because my nan was the greatest human on the planet. But there was
1: nothing wrong with my As mum. As yours was to yours. My mum had it. never done anything wrong,
0: but it was like. My mum's my also my hero.
1: Occasion, ultimatum one day. I was very... Your mum gave you an ultimatum. Yeah, I was very, fuck you, I do what I want. And she's probably had enough of it by now. So I said, I'm going, fuck this. She's like, if you go, son, you can't come back.
0: You stay gone?
1: I said, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Mm. And I probably didn't speak to her for Was
0: she- that the real Nick talking or the cocaine Nick talking? I didn't even think I would have been on drugs then. That would
1: have been me, you know. So you meant that? Yeah. So probably four or five years, I didn't even speak to her. Wow. I've left the house 16, 17. This is around the time school's finished now. And
0: was you probably at fault? Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: I'd have been a... I'd have been horrible.
0: Yeah. I was horrible. Leaving your mum for five years is heavy. That The, the thought of me leaving my mum for five years makes me want to cry.
1: Oh, well, this is what I mean. And I didn't realise what I lost till you go back. Mm. And it wasn't even her fault, but it's pride. This is my ego now.
0: You were dealing with your own
1: demons. You can't come back. If you go, you can't come back. Mm. That's a bit like... Um... And that's
0: her protecting herself. Cause you're hurting her probably.
1: And this was something crazy. So like my dad said to me one time, when my dad found out about this biological guy, he says, son, I don't want you to see him anymore. And that's coming from a man who's got my best interest in heart. For sure. And I'm like, so if I see him, I can't see you. I'll never forget it. But if I walked up and left him, that's my fucking dad. Mm. Just because you told me I can't see him. But because I'm so intrigued on who this other guy might be, I'm prepared to fuck off a whole relationship. I'm a man now, bro. I'm not a kid. I'm like 17, 18. I've got awareness of what's going on. He's saying, this man's no good for you. Who the fuck are you? You ain't even my real dad. You get to a certain stage when you've
0: been exploited enough enough times. You're never going to tolerate again. Anything that could remotely resemble exploitation, being told what to do, being given boundaries, it's a fuck you response. And that is the way it is. You don't mean anything by it. You're just there protecting yourself by all means and any means necessary, and you do it the only way you know how. And that for you is probably, as it has been for me in the past, is I'm going to have to cut this off right here. That's what it is. We, I need to, we keep I need going to, forward,
1: I, but keep going back.
0: Yeah, so let's go back. I'm, to trying the,
1: to, I'm trying to get onto Lambert. Everyone's fucking, yeah, I've gone to see him till my nan's died now, yeah? Just like, fuck. That's my uncle's mum. uncle's my hero. I, this is the first time I've ever seen him in my life broken. Mm. He's a broken man. It's like, fuck. Mm. every day we got fucked mate when Nan died me and him just got fucked horrible fucked to yeah. the point well, where well it's not fun is it We'll tell you a horrible story actually this is how I know he was fucked because he wasn't a bully either I wouldn't have him down as a bully some people probably say they, he bullied him but he's gone back to the old pub they used to own he used to own a pub I ain't going to call that out but anyway we've gone there he's walked in there people from
0: your man, will know the pub yeah do they? know the
1: pub he says come on we're going to fuck the place up That's coming from a place of hurt that he was coming from. Mm. I've never seen him like that. So we've gone to the pub, we're walking up. The doorman have clocked him. The doorman knew. I don't know if they knew he shouldn't have been there. Hand, forehead, bang, he's gone flying. He probably, the other doorman probably ran quicker than he went flying. Now we're in, I'm thinking, oh my God. But it's like, at this point, I'm with the Hulk. doesn't matter if there's 10 men that want us. We're doing all of them. Because I would believe my uncle would take an army out. Mm. And I'm side by side of him, mate. We've got the fucking killer with the dreadlocks that rolls with a shotgun and collects everyone's money. There's a few of us, bro, and it's like, someone stop, yeah. Because I want to release. And he just fucked everyone up, bro. He's picked up a, he's picked up a tray of pint glasses. You know, when you put the pint glasses in the washer. Yeah. He's picked up a blue tray of pint glasses. It must have been thirty pint glasses. Just threw it. I'm going, fucking hell, it's about to go off. There's a live band playing on the fucking stage. He's picked up one chair in this hand, one chair in that hand. Over and fro, yeah. Big chairs, like they were fucking, like they were play stalls at the at the bar. Whoa, mm. whoa. He's like, "Come on."
0: I mean, which is the wrong thing to do? That's hurting fine. others because you're hurting right. is not the one.
1: And that was like I thought, but I thought that was the coolest thing in the world.
0: You do when you're I'm at right. age. and when you're in grief, and and when you're grief stricken, you don't see things through with 4K vision. But not only
1: that, it's playing part in my role now because it's like, fucking hell, Nick. If that's what's fucking hell. You Mm. want to fuck with Nick? Because if that's who he's bringing when
0: shit goes wrong... This is who he's rolling with.
1: And then it was like, yeah, we've left there to the point where the police had turned up. But they knew they couldn't arrest him because they knew him. You can't kick off with this guy. So it was just like, Scott, man, please, bro. Can you just leave? Not go home. Can you just leave the pub? He said, sweet. I'll be on to the next one. See you there. As if to say, like, we're going to carry on.
0: So the police turned up after he smashed the gaff up and didn't arrest him? No,
1: because you couldn't. I don't know how. Like I say, six foot, 28 stone, and there's a few of us. You'd need an army. Oh, now, I see. Do you know what I mean? Physically, you couldn't yeah, yeah. touch him. We've gone to the next spot. Glasses throwing in, things are getting smashed. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's it's, self-destruct mode, isn't he, it? Is. he wants to go to jail. He wants to kill everyone. Yeah. We've ended up in the last But spot. he's bright
0: enough to know the consequence of killing everyone is jail.
1: I don't even think at that point. I think at this point, all he knows is he's lost his mum. But, I'm with him. I'm with you on whatever you want to do. Ride or die. We've gone into the last spot. You've got like the made, made men of the ends, so to speak. Yeah. All the fucking top fellas. I'm going, fuck. It's going to kick off. But I didn't know if they were friends or not. He's gone up to all of them. He's looking at them all like, she goes, think you're fucking bad. He says, you not just fucking smell bad. And I thought, oh, <laughs> it is actually going to go off. <laughs> one by one, they're fucking uh, left. Uh. And then, yeah, we've just ended up... That's some line, that is, geezer. You've ended up back in the kitchen, as you do, till something in the morning. That night there, the first night he ever told me he loved me. Reliving it all. He goes, I fucking love you. But he wasn't a guy that told anyone that. He Mm. was like a... And that hit hard. I can't compare him to anyone, but stature-wise and, Mm. like, physical-wise, the only person I can think is, like, Lenny Lenny McLean kind of figure. Yeah. Just that big, hands like that. Alpha male. 25-inch arms, 25-inch calves. His Manual. Quads were 30. His quads were like my waist. Yeah. And it was like, what do you even do to a geezer like that? <laughs> so that led to a destruction of his own life. He died. Um, died of a broken heart in one format or another. Yeah, he died in his sleep. Well, the only reason I've probably not been kidnapped, killed, <laughs> put in a bush of him. is because of him. Now he's gone. The maddest story as well. It's like a guy's come up to me. But he spoke to me, my uncle spoke to me through this man. Because this man, I don't even know him. He'd come up to me and he goes, just little things that he said. He was like, can't live like this forever, son. But Scotty always used to call me son. Right, son. One of them fucking, they're all from London. They're all from your way. Moved over to our way when we were like, when they were teenagers or whatever. And he was like, there's always someone bigger bad around the corner. Get out while you can. So imagine that was September the 13th when he, at his funeral. I got kidnapped. It was either the December or the January. So if I'd have listened to the fucking voice, I wouldn't have got kidnapped.
0: And that was probably the wisest words you could ever have received.
1: And it was off the back of getting kidnapped where I'm saying, fuck this, I'm getting massive again. Because I believed if I was 20 stone when I walked in that door. No one's
0: getting me in a van. I would have
1: wrapped. No, I wouldn't. To be fair, I pulled up myself. So someone's... someone's kidnapped someone that I used to do bits with. He's rang me, the kid that I used to do bits with. Got some work here. I'm saying, yeah. Hang on a bit. I give you the work. What do you mean? He's going, no, no, honestly, good bit of stuff. All right, where are you? Sweet. I rang the usual driver. No answer. Get a taxi. I've turned up. Guy's open the door. I've got a bag. I've got a bag, obviously, to bring the gear back, but I've got a big knife in the bag just in case. I've never been there. He's come in now. He's uh, spotted. said safe. Shut the door. Lock the door. As soon as he locked the door... I thought, fuck. It's on top. Yeah. And he's gone, yeah, just, you just go and wait in there. I've opened the door. Probably six guys all with bally's on. Ah. Did you have, you, had, did you still have the blade on you? The blade was in the bag. So right. I'm carrying the bag. So I ain't got time to do nothing. But within 10 seconds, I'm stripped naked. They've took, had a big green Nike hoodie. They've took my hood off. So imagine they've put the hood over my head now and then wrapped it. So they've took the hoodie off me. Disorientated. orientated. Put my head see... in the hood, wrapped me around it. Stamping on me. For, I don't know how long I was there for, but I was there for fucking felt like forever, bro. <laughs> mm. um, trying different techniques. One of them's coming with a kettle. Oh, I can hear the kettle boy. You can hear it. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: What was their objective?
1: Money. What, why were you 50 kidnapped? Grand.
0: They, they were demanding money 50 with menace. grand. And I'm saying. But was it demanding money with menace or did you owe someone money? No,
1: no, no. That's what they wanted. They created yeah, the yeah, debt. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sell drugs. We want your money. Taxing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they've already kidnapped the kid. Who I'm doing bits with, because they can't afford to pay him.
0: And they now want to tax you. So they're
1: saying, now, right, if you ain't got money for me, you ring him and bring him here. Right. So that kid could have been probably in the yard.
0: And is this in Northampton?
1: This is in Northampton. So I've turned up, gone in there. Obviously, my uncle's dead. My backup's dead. Like, people know. Mm. And this is how mad of a world it is. So it was like, it was close. It was close, bro. So it was like one of my uncle's friends, it was his family. It always comes it's close. Always. It was almost like they've waited for him to go. Yeah. But remember as well, I'm broken. So I'm not training. They probably know that. I'm still sniffing. You're vulnerable. I'm... I'm Weak. Fuck, bruv. I've gone in there and I just admitted defeat. I just knew you got me now. But I also knew at the same time I ain't got 50 grand. So then it was... It's a funny story because I'd love... None of, none of them are going to ever admit it. But when they had their little conversation when they are in their room together... They must think, this kid's got some bottle, mate. I've stood up. I've stood up now. I'm on the floor. I've forced myself up to the floor. My dick's in my belly. Probably just got my balls hanging at this point. I'm naked. I'm saying, get me a gun. What are you talking about? I'm saying, you want 50 grand? Get me a gun. Do you know where 50 grand is? Get me a gun. Show me where there's 50 grand. I'll fucking go and get you it now. They're going, what? I'm saying, well, I can't. I'm getting angry now. I can't leave here till you get your money. Probably more like emotionally upset, like. If you want the fucking money, show me where it is, bro. I'll get it. Like, let's go. That didn't work. So the main, the main guy from that group, he weren't there. But I can hear him on the phone. Door knocks about half hour later. This is the main man now. He's on his hands and knees, whispering in my ear. Running this speech, he's probably ran to 100 people, probably practice it in jail. Probably learn it from a film. If you want to see your mum and dad again, and blah 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 boom. I'm saying, listen, I'm going to tell you the same as them. Get me a gun and show me where the fucking money is. Mm. I don't have, I've got no money. This is how mad they are. They didn't even check the bag the whole time. So after this whole interrogation, they've come out with this fucking knife. I think they're going to kill me now. What the fuck's going on? Mm. And then they're all laughing at me because I've got all these needles in the bag. This is my gym bag, so I've got all my gym needles. They're going, out ah, the of gear didn't melt it there, did it, kid? In and amongst all my mediwabs and needles, I've got a, a key to a gaff, a rented gaff. But back then, as you probably know, the addresses are on the key fobs to these gaffes. Oh, yes. Guys come in like this. Bear in mind, my taxi man's still outside. Taxi man's ringing my phone. That's what probably rushed it, which makes me think I so probably wasn't there for as long as what I thought. But I must have been there for at least an hour. Minimum. Next minute, mate, the fucking doorbell goes. A buzzer. It's an old woman. Hello? I'm coming, man. If that's my man, I'm saved by Lord. Obviously, she's dead, but through the heavens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going, is everything all right in there? Do I need to call the police? I'm going, oh my God, I'm fucking saved. They're going right up, get him dressed. Did you shout anything? I couldn't because my head I was my head was out of that at the point. But I think where one of them's got the knife in there, You're thinking if one you of sh- them's it, got a stun gun. If
0: you shout yes, they're going to put it in there. Yeah, now. I
1: didn't want to get busy like that. But I thought at the same time, I've got my wits about me. These are panicking now. Like, we got to go. Mm. She's going to ring the police, bro, because they're shouting. There's a fucking man, hey, get the fuck. There was a cracker in there, well known crackhead that was fucking doing all the talk. you know what I mean? Shouting his fucking mouth off. This woman probably thought, what's going on in there? So, anyway, yeah, the taxi. He's, one, I've got in the middle, one guy's in the side of me, one's in the front. So, there's three of them in my taxi. So, with the me.
0: people that held you hostage got in your taxi yeah, yeah, via, yeah. And,
1: what, and they now want to go to the drum? They want to go to the. Gaff where the yard is, where the where the dough is. No, it's what I said. I said I've got a chain and a big fucking chain I used to swing off my belt buckle, mate. It must have been worth about five grand. So that's all I got. I said I'm fucking bored now, bro. Like, take my chain. You've got the key. That's mm. the gaff. Let's go. You can have it. Taxi driver will take you there. I'll tell him everything, sweet. Let's go. So we get in the car. One of them's got a knife under their jacket this side. He's got the taser. The guy's sitting there, he was just a. We've turned up at the fucking spot. They've gone in. I had my chain hanging on like a uh, like a curtain rail. I had 10 grand on the fucking kitchen side, didn't I? God knows why. I must have just been. These kids rang me out the blue, anyways. Like, I've got a bit of work here. So, whatever I was doing, I was counting some dough, fucking around. So, there's 10 quid there. When they've come in the yard, I thought, fuck, if they go in the kitchen, they're going to see it. But then I thought, why are they going to go in the kitchen? So, I've said, right, here, mate, it's in here. I've got the chain. Now the other one's walking around. Only two of them are come in the room, in that in the gaff. But now the other one's walking around. I think oh, they're gonna fucking find it. He shot a load. You could hear you could hear the cum hit the ceiling. fucking jackpot. It was only ten grand, mate. He's like he's never seen that in his life, and he's oh, fuck fuck. He's got it. So this guy's led me into the room with the cash. He's looking at me. He's going, brother, stashing, stashing it down their pants. But at this minute, they've got my phones. Yeah.
0: Are they still balled up?
1: Nah, I knew who all of them were at this point. Now. Well, at least four of them, but two of them with the descriptions that fit the four people, plus the main guy that come in that I spoke so to. So knew...
0: out of the six people there, four people
1: were no longer masked? Uh, mate, after a week, I knew every name of every person I was but, in but, the but fucking but room. Did you... But No, nah, at did... this point, no, nah, when they got in the taxi, there was no masks. That's audacious.
0: Zero, I mean. zero fucks that. But this
1: is what they do. They, this was a group of guys that robbed kids. That I was a little kid. I was 20, 20 21.
0: Oh, that was like 10 years Yeah, old. they yeah.
1: were in their 30s, bro. Like they might have had a younger brother my age, but they, were, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. But these guys were fucking like putting blue lights on their car and pulling over big, you know, these guys that are buying 10 boxes and that and doing, doing these guys for 100, 100 grand and that. They were doing big moves. Mm. I don't know why the fuck I was on their radar and who the fuck told them I had 50 grand. someone. The joke is I didn't even have 50 grand at that time. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to sit here and say, yeah, I had a fucking couple hundred grand under the fucking, mm. you know what I mean? I don't know who you thought I was. I was selling fucking ounces of weed, mate. Like, I'm not your guy. But deep down, they probably wanted the people I was associated with. So yeah, taxi, got to the gaff, took the money, took the chain. Now I'm arguing with the geezer. I'm saying I want my phone because it's got all pictures of my nan, my uncle, they'd just died. I'm said, so, kill me then. Oh, to the point where now you're going to have to just kill me. But go and get my fucking phone. The guy's ringing the other guy. He's like, wants his phone, bro? He wants his phone. And I heard him say, we're at the brothel. What were they, Scousers? Brummy. I don't know what accent oh. that was. Yeah, I think one of them was Brummy. <laughs> he wants the phone. He was going, he wants the phone. He's going, come to the brothel. So then we've pulled up at like, it was a hotel. I didn't even know it was a brothel at the time. must have been. The geezers come running out with the two phones, give it to his mate. He said, yeah, yeah. Giving my phone's like we were all best pals in that. And I thought, who the fuck are these? took f- And I wanted to get anything out of me, but they couldn't get anything out of me until this guy turned up that they had to ring. they all sat in the taxi with no masks on. And now they've just given me my phone. Surely you tell me to fuck off or use the phone to try and make some money. I don't know. But I was adamant because I had pictures of my nan, my nan's funeral. Did you get the phone back? Yeah, of course I did. I got two phones back, Batbury and the other one. But like my nan, we let off pink balloons on her funeral. And I had all of that. That's yeah, all you I had. Can't
0: lose that. I, that's all I had. Yeah, man.
1: Lo and behold, I fucking lost it in the end, didn't I? I don't know where the fuck the phone ended up, but it's like to the point where I want to argue with these fellas that are potentially prepared to work me for some dough. It's oh, my fucking phone, mate. But yeah, none died. Uncle died. So you so Been by, kidnapped. So so
0: by this stage,
1: need to go and see Lambo for some tips. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you, yeah. So basically, like you had trauma after trauma. You lost your network. You 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 lost uh you lost the chief. That was your backup. That was your muscle. And then you get kidnapped and you realize you're now on your own. You're now more vulnerable than ever, you're now more exposed. So I had is that this...
1: charge? Remember, I got caught with a box of weed yeah. all around the same time. So
0: you've so you've now you now need a strong I need, figure in your life. I
1: need a fucking to change my life. I wanted to change my mindset, my physique, I wanted to get massive.
0: Because you start so, so you you've seen you've seen a guy on the internet, there was a local guy that you knew, stands up like a sore thumb, got tattooed on his face. Uh Lambo, Lambo, all over the internet, and he's now selling transformation courses, bodybuilding, and nutrition. Yeah, and you've gone to him because you want
1: to change. Yeah, so yeah, let's go from there. Just gone down there, Alpha Gym. Oh, Watched so you, him.
0: so you knew where to find him. I knew
1: where it was. Yeah, I, I'd trained in that gym before. I didn't know he had anything to do with it. It was only because it's the Facebook got a bit viral, didn't it? So I started to see him a bit more. I think, excuse, you know yourself, bro. You can con man can con the world, can he? So I just watch a couple of videos. I'm like, yeah. You know, you think you can relate to someone? Then I go down there.
0: Oh, so you, so you, you you liked his social media presence? Yeah, he yeah, had yeah. a good
1: – I felt he had a good energy. See, so yeah, I've gone down there. I had £400 on my name. I've said to him, bruv, I've got 400 quid. That's all I've got. I want to buy your, your plan.
0: And how much was his plan?
1: £400. Okay. For the 12 weeks. I think it was a 12-week plan, training plan, diet plan. You might have got one PT a week for the 12 weeks. So yeah, going in, after about two weeks, it was just like, I felt we had a real good connection. When so, I tell the story now, I'll be like, the geezer wanted to be my best friend. That comes across as a hater. We were friends. We both bounced off each other. So,
0: in, Sorry, so in the course of 12 weeks, you forged what you thought was an unbreakable bond?
1: Literally after two weeks, oh. the plan was ditched.
0: I see, but it, but it wasn't...
1: I can't remember if he gave me my, my money back, bro. I think he might even have given me my money back, but I can't remember. Decent guy. I think it was like that two weeks he's got to know me. He's right. It's just, Like I said, it's a small town. My uncle was from Rushton. The gym was in Rushton. Oh
0: yeah, he knew your uncle. So there was, yeah. must be mutual respect.
1: Yeah, so he would know there would be mutual friends. There would be people he could bring and you, say, You, you probably me?
0: reminded him of your uncle, which is probably why he... he... Gravitated to you. Well, this
1: is why I used to tell me these stories. I met, I knew your uncle. I used to train with your uncle. I remember one time he's, um, I think he wanted to move the car. My uncle had blocked him in, so he's saying, "Ah, oh, Scotty, can you move the car?" And he's just like, "That's the Range Rover keys are in." And he's like, "Yeah, I remember getting in your uncle's Range." You know,
0: so they were friends.
1: No. <laughs> oh, they weren't. To what I, to what I learned uh. at the end, they never were. That was his story. To, I'm grieving still, bro. He's just died, and uh. he's like, "Nah, that was." I would attach myself to anyone that had a story about Scott.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense.
1: So I'm not going to go into detail about the Marbella thing, but to give you an idea, one of my uncle's best mates, he lives in Marbella, had the gaff in Marbella that my uncle would go and stay at. That's the guy I went out with. Right. He wanted me to go out and set business up with him. And I'm thinking, what? I get to stay in the same room that my uncle used to sleep in when he was over there. Do you know what I mean? So I, I get these attachments to people that know my people sort of thing. He's like, oh, well, if your best mate's with my uncle you want my people, man. So we used to say, yeah, I've trained with him. Listen, this, it's immediate other...
0: common ground, isn't it? So he sold me that. And familiarity. Yeah. And you sort of get a little bit back of what you think you've lost or what you have lost. You find a little bit of them in them because they, they're associated. I'll
1: tell you how I know I had been Spain at that point because my whole entire network had gone to jail. So say my network was split over three groups of people like 90% of them have been caught on some mad case, 15 to 20 years, 16s, 12s, 8s, 6s, all the way down, about 100 of them. So I literally had no one. You know, like I used to go gym with these guys. We'd go to the cafe after the gym. On a Friday night or a Saturday night, we'd get a table. If we go on holiday, we'd all go, you know what I mean, Amsterdam trip with the lads. You took my whole, the jail system took everyone. And I'm just like, that's where I'm probably looking harder for something because I've got nothing. Well, you're on your own. I've got nothing, bro.
0: Family, friends, and everyone it, gone. And it's, yeah,
1: it's training with this geezer. Obviously, progression, bro, because I've never trapped or done anything properly. So this is probably- the I was going so, I
0: mean, he looks in tremendous shape. I t- I'm assuming like you learn. He
1: knows what he's doing, bro. Regardless of whatever he does on the internet, the man knows how to train. So mm. Forget any of even the, the shit he says training wise to try and get a reaction the fundamental things of he knows how to train Yeah. he can create a physique well, he's got muscle on muscle isn't he this is what I mean bro and this is what I wanted I wanted to learn how to build this yeah brother I fucking hit 20 stone <laughs> not too long after oh so, so it's like yeah we've fucking, done the job we lumped up there was back and forth banter we got on really well and I, like I said I class myself as the best friend a friend can be so I gave him my everything so he had all of me and it was like he definitely took advantage of it but I didn't see it he took advantage of you. I say that off the back of evaluating it now. So when I like, at the time I didn't see it as dodgy, but when I'm look back, for example, so I had um I didn't want to sell drugs anymore, obviously. <laughs> Fuck. So I set up, I've gone I've got caught with a child, put it like this, I got to an age where I was happy to go jail through my childhood, yeah? When I'm 20, go jail when you're 20. What's the most you're gonna get? A 10 do 5, or come out when I'm 25. When I'm fucking 26, 27, it's like.
0: There's better things out there than yeah, jail. Well, I'm
1: just a bit too older now. I don't want my kids getting to an age where I just didn't want it. So it was like courier shit, working, flying. And then I want to combine that with the gym. So I'd done that for about a year, I'd say. Save the money from it, set up a company, NJC Nutrition. So what I wanted to do off the back of NJC Nutrition was just buy and sell supplements. Before anyone that I knew was doing any supplement shit, did you get me? I was buying protein in wholesale, pre-workout wholesale.
0: This is before you'd done the transformation course with Lambo. Yeah. right. This is okay. what I'm
1: getting to now. The only reason why I say, because it was, uh, I said he was starting to be a bit funny. So I've got this NJC Nutrition. I'm driving around in this courser with all proteins. Two weeks into us training, he's saying, do you want to rent a bit of my gym? I was like, Rent a bit of your gym. I was like, for what? He's like, yeah, I was thinking. He's like, you should have your own shop in my gym. And I was like, fucking good idea. He's trying to help me, so I can put all my NJC nutrition stuff in here. He had his own supplements where him and his missus were sponsored, and they I can't remember what they what they were selling, Adventures Biotech or.
0: So that so the, the the gym that you went to do your transformation course with Aaron Lambo was at Aaron Lambo's
1: gym. He said it was. Right. I didn't question anything. He was the face of this alpha gym. I learned, what I learned later on, I don't know if it was his or not, man. He's told everyone it was his, but then there's no paperwork to ever say it was his. He never got any money from it.
0: Why would you doubt that it was his? Because he seems like a legitimate guy on the internet.
1: Because further down the line, when we fell out, he started doing videos, calling out his previous business partner that I owned the gym with. And everything was in his name and right. I never got paid. And so when you step back, it's like, I ran his gym at one point and everyone thought it was my gym. It wasn't in my name. It didn't pay me, <laughs> but I could tell everyone it was my gym and people would come and train there. So anyway, I assumed it was his gym. He told me it was his gym. I had no reason to doubt him. So I can sense you don't
0: trust this guy. <laughs> <am I? laughs> this is going to be interesting.
1: Got some trust issues, mate. Anyway, I'm in here now. He wants me to fucking put this shop in his gym. God, I don't remember how much he wanted for it. Maybe just give me 250 quid a month, he said. I was thinking, 250 quid a month? Why am I going to pay? Put my stuff in here. When I'm driving around with my boot, I'm a fucking salesman in my rental. Yeah, I've got a little rental and I'm just pulling up at people's houses. Mm. Didn't have social media back then. I had an NJC, NJC Nutrition page with maybe a 1,000 likes on it, yeah? Well, I'm just dropping protein off at the local people. Then he gets another business partner in. Something's happened, they fell out. I don't even know what happened. Then this other guy is involved with him now. This is my partner. I'm still training there, still training there, still training there. We're going to move gyms. We want to move to Wellingborough. You're from Wellingborough. What do you reckon? I'm like, yeah, we can make it happen. I know everyone in Like, (laughs) I know everyone who you need to know in Wellingborough, anyone that's going to be training or anyone that can help. Sweet, let's go. So we set up the gym in Wellingborough now. He wants me to run it. Fucking hell. Oh, For meeting this guy, I wanted a transformation. Tried to give me a shop in his gym. Now he wants me to run the fucking gym. Sweet. But like I say, I'm a friend that I'll do whatever needs to be done. I wasn't making any money so I couldn't get paid. There was no wages. He used to give me 10 fat burners. That was my wages a week. These would sell online for 25 quid. So I could make, could make a grand a month off it off the back of selling these products. That was cool. Didn't have fuck all at the time. Didn't want to go to jail. Didn't want to sell drugs. So it's like, I'm in a gym, I'm the, eating.
0: The, the, the currency you were paid in were fat burners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, 10 roll or something.
1: He had his own. Ah, did he have his own at the time?
0: I've hey. only ever seen him sort of come, go, come, go and see him here and see him there. I've never, I wouldn't know his full journey or story.
1: Yeah, I don't really know. He's done a bit of jail. I think he, he robbed the Harry Potter. He robbed the Harry Potter manuscript. Well, he's more well with a fire with a starter gun. The fact, that <laughs> the,
0: the fact, the, the fact that we're actually having a conversation about Aaron Lambo. Aaron Lambo, you're more than welcome to come on as a guest. If we're going to talk about you, then uh, yeah, you, you can come on and talk about yourself if if, if you want to come on. <laughs> You'll mean, be more than welcome, in fact. Sorry, but well, I, um, I just figure if we're talking about someone, then
1: oh, he don't like me, mate. He won't come on here. Who are? You?
0: Oh, I ain't done nothing wrong not know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway, we're best friends here now. We've done videos. I'm holding videos. I'm getting bigger. I'm getting N-nice leaner. I'm getting. I'm getting. First time I had abs in my life, mate. So and I this know, is I know all the through his what doing. expertise. Just following what he's telling me to do. Following the food. Following the diet. I lived in the gym, so it wasn't hard. I was in there twice a day, training every day, like religiously. So it wasn't. It's not. It's only hard if you work in a nine to five and you've got fucking commitments, but I had no commitments. Yeah, my yeah. only passion was to get fucking massive and not go jail. That's oh, that's all I needed to do.
0: So first world
1: problems. Yeah. <laughs> so we've done these videos. Then I'll featured in some videos. I think then he's feet. He's featured my transformation. I've not got a page at the time, so you can't follow me.
0: So I've found, so I found you on the internet because he put you on the internet. Yeah. I never had. Cheers. geezer. <laughs> I fucking
1: love this oh, man. For fuck's sake, he's going to love that. Happy day. <laughs> well, so far I quite like the geezer. So he's promoted this um transformation of mine. Yeah. And then it was like his diary was filling up for PTs, but he was making a bit of money now. So we didn't want to do the PTs. So it's like, right, Nick, you do the PTs. I'm saying, "Whoa, I'm not a fucking PT." They don't know that. You look like one. We can charge him 125 pounds a pop. You can have 100. I'll have the 25. Let's go. I'm saying, if you can find someone that's going to come here and give me £100 to train with them, I'll do it. These big posters were going up. Big Nick Collins.
0: £125 for
1: one session? One session. Oh, but bearing in mind, I'm Alpha-approved trainer at this point. Who? the? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm the only man in the world with this qualification, bro, yeah? I'm the only man. This was his promotion. I'm the only man in the world... That can that is approved to train you just like he could. So PT with me would be basically like a PT with him. This is this is this was this was the thing.
0: I wouldn't pay Arnold Schwarzenegger £125 to show me how to do a barbell curl. Don't. Arnold, you're a good guy, but it's a no from me.
1: Don't, don't, don't. So then I think we've done these gym tours. Who the
0: fuck thought of that figure?
1: It's insane. But it works. It works, man. I've seen some money come in from there, bro. People wanted to pay. I don't know why.
0: That's more than a day's wage for a lot of people.
1: I couldn't work it out. But all I knew was I'm definitely in a right environment because I'm a moneymaker. I'm, I'm hearing and seeing figures and cash transactions that are fucking making sense to me. How, wow. how it's happening, I don't know. Um, off the back of all these videos, there's been a little bit of a demand for Big Nick. And this was the maddest thing is, I wasn't even Big Nick then. My name, I was just Nick. It wasn't Big Nick. Nobody called me Big Nick. It was Big Scotty. Big Scotty called me Big Nick when I was skinny because it was ironic. Right. Come on, Big Nick. We're off, son. He used to have a <laughs> line. He used to have a line. His favorite line with all these people that fit their body. He said, everybody wants to be a fucking gangster. That's all he used to say. Not finished. sentence so same as anything. Everyone used to be a gangster. let just sit with me. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah. So he, gym tours now. Every comment on every video he's putting up at this point, Wyatt Big Nick got a page, Big Nick this, Big Nick that i show you screenshots, bro. He's messaged me and he's like, why the fuck do they think you're the star of the show? Not even bantering. This is him pissed. Yeah? People ringing him. Yeah, come book you for a gym tour, mate. Yeah, what date? Um, whatever, whenever you're available. Oh, is Big Nick can come with you. And got to the point, everyone's saying to him, are you bringing Nick? Are you bringing Nick? He just wanted to do his gym tours for him because he's the man. I didn't even want to intrude, but all these people, I was I don't know. You must catch my aura or my energy. But I'm in all these videos now. I'm with... We're having fun. We're training. We're traveling fucking to different gyms. We're taking the piss out of each other. It's, it's funny. It's controversial. And I don't think there was anything like it at the time. Tours, pages, pissed off. It's fucking hell. Who are you? Not only is he pissed off with these people online, pissed off with all these members coming to the gym, not showing him any attention because they don't know him. They don't come in, greet me, whether it be hugs, spuds, whatever. Acknowledgement. I know all these guys. They're like, He's like sitting there all ready for someone to come and fucking suck him off. but like he's the hero of the show. I'm saying to you, you don't really get it, man. These kids, a lot of these guys from around here, I think they come with nothing, mate.
0: Did you say, Aaron, people don't get sucked off in the, <laughs> in the gym?
1: <laughs> it's just like, they ain't going to look at you and relate to you, bro. Like, I've sat in crack houses with some of these kids, bro. Do you know what I mean? I've sat in environments where there's no money, no food, no... We can relate. He is just... He wasn't
0: what I thought he was, bro. Oh, so, so he's so... I mean, you're clearly street. Is he not street?
1: Not in my opinion. Ah. Okay. I just oh, I people that I know, from all I know about him, he that... went to jail at an early age for doing some silly shit with a starter pistol that wasn't even a real firearm. He got a firearm charge, which gives you a firearm marker, which is where I'll explain how clever he's and he'd done his whole promotion off the back of that. Ah. Which he's a genius. Oh cut. I ain't gonna slander the guy. I haven't really got to say nothing good or bad about him, just tell you what's happened. I can just tell you what happened and the way it happened. So now I've got a page. So then it's like, i never done content, but I never had Facebook. I didn't want to be in the public eye. I didn't want to fucking be posting on this shit all day, every day. It looked to me like a chore. But now I've got this page so It was like, all right, let's roll with it. It's addictive as well. So then he's doing a lot of viral videos. So all I had to do was share them, really. So the first year of my page was sharing his page. And off the back of that, both our pages grew. Right. I got up to about 50K. He might have surpassed Maybe when I've hit fifty k, is it half a mil? And that's when I started to see a mad change in him. It was like the arrogance, man. It's like where's the humble guy with the fucking two uh, tracksuit bottoms and the cheap trainers? Now it's all like, I'm the fucking man, and you better fucking realise it. It's off. So when I say about the firearm thing, so anyone that's been jailed, I know if you've been jailed for firearms, you don't get, you can't get pulled over by a normal police. To my knowledge, a normal police pod unit car can't pull you. So if I'm following you and I believe you're in up to no good and I've run your reg and your name comes up and you've got a firearm marker, now a firearm has to intercept that and
0: yeah yeah you've got to meet fire with fire.
1: So cut a long story short, every car we ever had on the fleet was never insured. I think there was a video that went viral where there was I hope you in weren't car. driving them, Nick. I thought they were. Ah, he had right. me in every one. Right, but why? Because. Like the police is going to flag the car or an AMP is going to flag the car. It's going to come up with whose car it is. It's going to come up with it's not insured and a normal car can't pull it over. So now you're inviting police response. Yeah? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm driving around in his car, go through the APR camera. It's going to come through. Aaron Lambo's BMW just drove through that camera and there's no insurance. And
0: how did you, how did you find out there was no insurance? You got pulled over.
1: Well, no, nah, this is what I learned after the fallout and all the shit. I learned this. This is what I mean. I'm just, I chat shit because I tell, so, so, I tell so, you what I know before we've got to the point so, of me right, knowing so it.
0: So I now know that you've had a fallout of Aaron Lando. Yes. Bro. Yeah. I we fell ne- out. I now need to know how and why.
1: Oh, fucking hell. Because it
0: yeah. was all it was all seemed like the you know it all seemed like a bromance at the start to me.
1: Just little sneaky things like that with the car insurance thing, and he'd come clear with it, and I'd be like, "Mate, you know I'm still trying to fucking do. I'm still trying to make a bit of money, bro." I can't be in a car with no insurance getting pulled and fucking police coming to my house and shit like, the fuck? He didn't get it. Ah, nah, that's, yeah, yeah, we've been doing it for months, mate. He wanted to get pulled over because he knew a normal police car can't do it. It has Uh, to be uh, an armed police car. uh, uh, So,
0: all right, so are are you telling me that he put things in place deliberately so that if he got pulled over, it was pulled over by armed response, which then he could video for clout? Is that what you're saying?
1: It looks like that, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> it's very clever. That's, I, that's, that's my opinion. I can only give you my opinion from on what, what you've said, happened. From what you've said, that's my take out. That's, that's,
1: what, you that's, was... that's what was going on. Okay. That's what got the police... Because people <laughs> must thought You... People must fall... Sneaky. Why is it armed police every time? <laughs> why is it armed police <laughs> every is, time? That is cheeky. He's never going to promote the fact he's got firearm charges because when you Google that's why he changed his name to Aaron Lambert if you Google his name Aaron Lambert it will say it. an 18 year old roid head admitted to having steroid rage and trying to rob a book with a fire with a starter pistol you know what they start the 100 metre race off with the Olympics right okay. he's gone in there with a starter pistol and fired it at someone I was, he
0: was only 18 when he done that
1: oh, yeah only young
0: young yeah I mean you've by the time you're 25 you're a different person
1: done a bit of bird but again what you have to remember he'd done a lot of his bird well, in Wellington Jail He's not come to Wellingborough yet. He's from Peterborough. Right. Lith. I'm from Northampton, but all my people are from Wellingborough. So at that time, a handful of my people now that I didn't know then were in jail with this guy. They knew him. You can't hide from being the screw boy. You can't hide from being the guy that, I don't know, there's like, a, I've never been jail, but there's like a cell always at the end, isn't it? Next to the office. The cell next to the office where the snitch lives, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and that was him? Apparently so from people that I know that have told me in jail. And then what the story, like he tells people he got stabbed in jail. He didn't get stabbed in jail. He got cheeky to the wrong guy and the guy smashed his head in. And then he'll tell everyone this big story, how he's got PTSD. Cause he got stabbed in jail and people, people come across like I'm jealous. But when you see, when you start talking about PTSD and abuse, you can't have that conversation with me if you're lying. No, nah. I've had it. And, and this is another thing I'm not going to say. That's definitely going to shock the internet. He's told me, I've told him about my sexual abuse. i told him that I've been abused. And he told me in a reaction to that, I don't know how, how he didn't know how to make me feel because he's basically saying I've never been through that. I can't relate to what you're going through, bro, because I've never been through that. He's like, I've been bullied before. I've been physically abused. But he's like, sexual abuse is mad. And then it's like, I'm seeing clips a few years later. He's doing podcasts talking about how he's been sexually abused. And it's like, bro. What? And listen, not for once am I saying he hasn't. Because if he said he has, you, whatever. I've had a conversation with him where I'm crying, telling him about my pain and my traumas and why I am the way I am. Just to give you an understanding. This was my thing. If I tell you about what I've been through, you can try and get an understanding of who I am. That was my biggest thing. I didn't want people to misunderstand me. Now I'm cool with it.
0: And no one wants to be misunderstood. You want to be understood. You want to connect and bond with cool people. I'm cool with it now
1: because I know you're not, not everyone's going to understand me. And I'm more, I'm more conscious of the fact if you've been through some things that I've been through.
0: No one's going to get it unless they've been through
1: you're it. You're more likely to understand me. So when I'm having this awkward conversation with him and he's like, I could tell he felt awkward, bro. He didn't know how to speak to a man that's talking about another man having a cock in his mouth. Yeah? I could see it in his eyes. He didn't know where to look, didn't know what to do, didn't know what to say. But you don't believe him? No, I'm not saying that. I don't disbelieve him. All I'm saying is what he's told me. And he's told me he didn't know how to have this conversation with me because he couldn't relate to it. But that could be someone hiding their trauma. I'm not denying that. And I'm not saying he's lying. No way.
0: But either, either, either way, you've experienced a contradiction.
1: But it's one of the two. It's either you're lying or you've been through it and you didn't want to talk about it. But knowing that I was your best friend at the time and not wanting to talk about it, but talk about it with a stranger. As your platform's getting smaller, so you'd fucked over all these other business partners. So All these other guys would say to me, don't trust him, don't trust him. My thing is saying, bro, respect for me. But he must People have done
0: something to you for you to have this.
1: It was just little things I was noticing at the time. Like I say, pissed off about me wanting a page. Me and Lee would become close and train. He didn't like that. Ah. And what, did he verbalise that? No, but he showed it f- physically in a way of… Passive aggression? More like just walking off and going and sitting behind the bar. That's passive aggressive. Yeah? <laughs> so we'd be there'd be two sets left or three sets that, left that's, and it just, just disappeared. That's
0: passively letting you know he doesn't like that.
1: Okay. That's
0: manipulation.
1: So there was a lot of these little things that now you say that, that would go on. He was saying, you've got to fake it before you make it. Make it look like we're killing it. So I'm like, right, sweet, I've gone and got this car out on finance that he's made out he's bought for me. After six months, I couldn't afford it. It was 400 quid a month. I'm like, fuck. Can I ask a question?
0: Your relationship with Aaron Lambo, did you and still do you find it confusing? Because yeah. from, what I'm, from what I'm getting from you is, because right up until now, everything you said has been precise coherent, makes perfect sense. And (laughs) now it's all jumbled. It doesn't quite make sense, which the only way I can take that is it's confusing for you the way you're
1: I've never had the conversation with him. So I don't know. And I don't, we haven't got any mutual friends because what he will do, if you fall out with him, he will have a way where anyone that you know, that knows him, everyone has to block you. So there's no, no one can't hear my story. So where I'm telling people, this is actually what happened. And I'm going fucking mad. He's telling half a million people his version of events. I've only got a thousand people watching the air. Oh, I see. So then, my social media, then it was just an attack. Okay, you're so a crackhead. You're a scumbag. Whoa. We're, okay. So we're, we're yeah, we're, we're,
0: we're, we're, we're jumping now. So you you fell out, and it was a a mild fallout. You felt you was you was due more than what you oh were getting. Oh my god! How 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 did it lead to him then going on the internet saying you're a crackhead? Well, we're going to tell a, you now.
1: Yeah. For this then, so. There's got to be more. There's got to be some more substance to this. So he needed help office wise. He needed help in the office, right? A yeah? couple hours a day. I said, I'll oh, see if Beth will do it. Beth might help you. Just sticking fucking. Your missus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sticking what you print off the uh, address labels and just sticking them on envelopes. As mad as it sounds, he was turning over big dough at this point. So he's busy. So my missus is there. He's fucking trying to stick it on her, like aggressively. But my missus is a fucking. She don't have it. She don't have it off me. She ain't going to have it off this little fella. He's tried to say something to her. She said, you what? He said, you fucking heard. She said, no, I fucking didn't. And he said what he's had to say. You can't fucking do this. You can't fucking do that. Beth was like, man, I do what the fuck I want. His, his kid's mum was in the room. His brother was in the room. Her missus was, his missus was in the room. I'm sure there was two other guys in there. I'm sure either Billy or Eddie were in there, if not Billy or Eddie both. So everyone knows what happened, but everyone in that room had to block me and Beth after that day. So then Beth has rang me hysterics. She's going, oh, "Fucking, you better do this now. I'm going, what's going on? He's fucking tried to shout at her, get intimidated. She's sitting down in a chair and he's like tried to stand above her. He said he's, she's, he's punched over her, like the wall, obviously to try and scare her, and then walked out and slammed the door. She's on, on, what, on what grounds? What was, his, what was his problem? I think me and her have had like a fucking back and forth on Facebook. You she's, and her? Yeah. Nothing to do with him, nothing to do with his work, nothing to do with nothing. Might have put a post, she's put something, I'm saying, I'll oh, shut up, you... Just what we do. And he's going, no, you can't. who says
0: romance is dead?
1: <laughs> he's saying So you can't do that. She's going, I'll do what I want. What do you mean? I can't. Do what on my own Facebook page that ain't got fuck all to do with your business? He's going, that's no, bad for business. He's going, Harry, sort it out. This is his brother. Sort it out. But me and Harry get on well, and he's thinking, do you want me to sort out Nick's missus? Like, what? Then he's just lost it. Didn't know what to do. Got really aggressive. Bang, bang the wall. Walked out, slammed the door. Rang me. He's going, mate, 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 mate. Fucking hell. Ah, Beth's fucking gone off on one. While I'm ringing him, she's ringing me. So I'm saying, wait there. Hello? She's crying, screaming. i don't fucking get him. You better fucking do him. He's just fucking trying to hit me. And and
0: and and I mean you've been with Beth twelve years. Have you ever experienced- well, at that point, maybe
1: eight. Okay. This is going back maybe 2016, 2017. But I've been with her since I eight, bro. I'm okay, nine. so
0: so in the eight years you've been with Beth up until this point, had she ever given you any reason whatsoever to doubt?
1: Listen, but the fact that she's ringing me with that that angry cry. Like she's not crying with upset. She's crying like I'm going to fuck everyone's shit up. So I yeah. didn't even doubt in my mind. There wasn't even a, it was a literally, all right, I'm going to shout him. And this is where he's rang me. Her phone's ringing up. Hang up from him. Speak to her. Hang up from her. Ring him back. I need an apology, brother. That's all I need. He saying, for what? Ah, oh, she's gone mad, mate. i saying, brother, she's told me what happened. All I need you to do is ring her and apologise. That's all I need from you.
0: Did he Did he acknowledge the fact that he he punched the wall above her head?
1: That's what I said to him. He denied all of it. Ah, okay. He denied it all. But obviously, she's telling me who's in there. And weren't there other people in the room? But his people, sir. So his brother, his kid's mum, ah. his brother's missus, his staff. Do you know what I mean? But they know, like, we've not fell out and all had this conversation, bro. Like, everyone it, knows what happens in that room.
0: Have they, have they eventually... Come out and said that's what happened?
1: No one will clarify it. Who wants to clear my name, I'm just fucking... You know what I mean? I'm all right. But he he couldn't understand. I'm saying, I just need you to say sorry. I don't know whether that's my ego because I thought I was the fucking man. It's just respectful, bro. It's like, I get it. You're going through some shit. So am I, mate. But don't fucking shout at my missus, mate. Like, Just apologise. And we can move on. She ain't going to forgive him. Did he admit? Did he?
0: No, no, no. Did he uh, own up to, sh- to shouting at
1: her? No, 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 no. So this is where we going now. So the next video that went up from him was basically saying, I was wrong about Nick. Nick's a liar. Nick's fucked the company over. He's robbed us. He's basically a scumbag. So none of you need to follow this guy because obviously he put my profile on the map. Okay. So off the back of me wanting an apology, I won't even. even I could have gone, I should have gone mad bro a, he didn't touch Beth he didn't do enough for me to think I need to fill this in whereas there is definitely men on this planet that's less than enough to fill some cunt in for the way that you're even talking to her but it's like I'm sort of saying this is my this is our only chance here babe we ain't going back to the road we ain't got no money this guy's clearly turning over some dough this is the conversation we're having so for the sake of dropping our ego and then it's like shut the fuck up Fuck him off. He was like, I was prepared to sort of- Swallow it. Allow it for future gain because-
0: To get out of a life of crime.
1: Where the fuck are we going to go now, I'm saying to her. Mm. So off the- I know where I can go.
0: <laughs> so it's like- And off the back of that fallout, then a video was made saying that
1: you're not who he thought you were. And yeah. that
0: you've ruined the business. And, and what else?
1: It, he said it was a crackhead. Crackhead. He said it was a lawyer, a thief, a cheat. Just all the scumbaggy things that.
0: Okay, so what? So be specific, because if you know, if, if you're upset about the way you've been treated by someone, people will definitely want to know in in your version of events, like what did he say you stole, what did he say you lied about?
1: What well, the lying thing? He didn't. He wasn't specific. Right. He just categorised me as a liar. So the stealing thing. This is where he had. He thought he had a leg to stand on. I was a distributor for his products. So he will have CCTV footage of whatever establishment they were at, whether it was the gym, the office of me walking in with nothing and out with boxes. I was fucking selling the gear, mate. He paid my wages in gear. Yeah, I've got lists of what I need. So like 20 fat burners, 10 pre-workout, 10 protein. I'd go and collect it all, sell it all. Obviously, they'd do it to me 50% off website price so I can make a little drink. So that's what I stole. I stole his products. You did or you didn't? No, that's what he said. Right. I've stole his products. Okay. Did I have a box of his products at my house? Yes. Did I pay for them? No, because I take the box, and then when I've sold them, I'll pay him. So it's like he's played me, because he knows he can get a picture of me walking out of the gym with a box, making it look like I've robbed the place. Right. But then everybody on Facebook knows I distribute for his company. that's how I made my money. So
0: couldn't you have just gone and given the box of stuff back? I did. Did so he make? Check- a, did he make a video saying that you'd given the stuff back?
1: So check this. We've gone there. I've gone there with my pal Nathan. He'll be brilliant to come on here. Bare knuckle boxer, world champion, British champion. He went to jail though, fucked up his streak. I've rang him. I'm saying it could go off, it could not. I've got this box of gear. I just want to deliver it. He's calling me a thief. I could have kept it and sold it, but I'm not a, I'm not a complete. I just wanted to give it back. What was the value of this box? A couple hundred quid, bro. Oh, okay. A couple hundred quid. Not like where well, he said he's robbed from our business you know like i took the whole place down mm. like there weren't people ringing me when he's doing videos with cash what's of cash saying yeah my website just done 20 grand i need mean, to go straight back in the bank and put it back in guys ringing me saying Yo, is that money at the gym i'm saying bro, that money's in the bank man don't worry about that <laughs> don't watch this guy's games like, i robbed you for mm. 400 pounds bro and i've got people that wanted to take the whole fucking safe like the whole bank account didn't make no sense i mean at least make it believable then he started to live i'm a crackhead but when you google it youtube it at the time bro if i didn't look like a crackhead i don't know i was an advertisement for don't smoke crack i wasn't even smoking crack at the time but well, i weren't training i was withdrawn my cheekbones are in i've got this beard down here i'm skinny about 13 14 stone maybe yeah but i'm wearing all the clothes i've only got my clothes when i was big nick Mm. So I'm wearing triple XL hoodies.
0: And they're baggy on you.
1: And I look like a smack rat, mate. And I'm driving around doing all these videos trying to prove my...
0: Innocence. Do you not think I'm a fucking
1: liar? But as I'm doing it and I'm so emotionally attached to it, I'm fucking spitting. i fucking look a crackhead, mate. When I watch it back, it's like, ooh, would you believe it?
0: <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 it fit into his narrative.
1: So when I say ruin my life, it was the... trauma is the wrong word. It was just the constant abuse from his followers. He's got a million followers by now. So they're all on my page, fucking scumbag, you rat, you thief. Fucking misses is a fucking sl- like all day, every day inbox, notifications, commenting on posts.
0: Off the, and off off out of respect of your previous friendship before which seems like a minor fallout. Did he not then counteract the video with a misunderstanding? The box has been returned, squashed. Stop trolling, Nick.
1: Well, this is what we asked for. So at the point now, he won't speak to me. So I've got Nathan's on the phone to him, but obviously I'm recording shit. We're in my house at this time, and Nathan's just saying, "Just take the video down. We didn't even want a video saying it's squashed because like, you can't come back from that and say, oh, I made it all up.' It mm. was just delete the video. Just I don't want it there.
0: Are you the only person that's basically like fallen to the wrath of no, an, an online onslaught? Or so he's done
1: everyone before me. This is, the, this is the common trait. So everyone that he's fallen out with is a nonce. So you've, you're have a nonce. His old business partner was a nonce. His old ex-employee was a nonce. This guy's a nonce. My pal Big Chris that I told you about, he was working for him. They fell out. Chris was a nonce. And is this said online to people? Oh, this is out there, bro. Like the old guy from the gym in Ketchum, he's a nonce. But That's- he had backings for that. So because the guy went to jail... But so back in the day, bodybuilders used to use date rate rehypno on oh, themselves to yeah, get to yeah. sleep. What's
0: that like G H B or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this
1: geezer got caught with a load of that. He was a fucking bodybuilder, bro, steroid dealer. Yeah. He's gone to jail. So it goes
0: that. hand in hand when you're really deep into it, doesn't it?
1: No, not if your name's Aaron Lambo. He went to jail for raping little kids because he had all this rape date shit. And he and that, he actually yeah, said yeah, that yeah, on the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Geezer's gym, poor geezer's gym probably shut. Because they got a gym in the same town. So he's basically saying, You don't want to go to this nonsense gym, I'm want to go to my gym. But then I'm a nonce, and then he's a nonce, and then Chris is a nonce, and the other guy's a nonce. And
0: this is all documented? Yeah, all of it. Because do, you know, do you know there's only one other person – well, there's two actually, but there's there's one person in the world that I know personally that if they fall out with somebody, and it's always, it's always the person I know's fault, he will create a storm, then moan when it rains. But there's one person I know that he will fall out with people, and then once he's fallen out of them – and they don't respond or he doesn't get a reaction or he doesn't get his narcissistic supply, he then creates a smear campaign and he calls them nonces, sex cases, rapists. And he's said this at least about a dozen people that I know of. That's my father. I know one other person personally that when they fall out with people, they nonce them off to anyone that wants to listen. It's the worst fucking unfair accusation to make. And if you've done Bird, you know just how severe it is because you get hurt if people think you're a nonce. Trust him. So if that's documented, if he's actually fallen out with people, your man, and he's said that about them...
1: Well, it's overly documented. Like That's the worst outrageous. One, the worst one was like what he did to Chris out of all of it. Like, Chris's mum's passed. He's telling everyone how it's his mum and not Chris's and how he's paid for the funeral. He's probably done a video saying... What did he say? That Chris used to send his sister out to set up drug dealers and they used to gang rape 15-year-old girls. All on Facebook, bro. On his big page with a million viewers. This is... That was the why... Is that, that why he lost his page? I think so. You can't be... That was the end of the sort of... Well, you're saying the mad shit now.
0: Well, let's see... Let's see evidence to back that up. He's, he's lucky he, didn't, he didn't, didn't get arrested for that.
1: Made, well, this is how mad it is. He must have. Because he rang the police. He got the police involved. And all the allegations he made were made up. And it was like he was getting false... So that's the levels that it'll go. And that's like the most recent fallout. That was with one of my powers, good powers. And so he's seen, I've seen it all from everything I've heard before that day I met him up until even today. You'll see people, someone else will fall out of him next week and they'll do a video saying, Yeah. I was did, he, met- did he ever accuse you of being any of those things? I don't think he could because of the conversation that we've had. He's accused me of being a liar, a thief, the detrimental things to if you're fucking.
0: So, was it the tro- so was it? The- so, when you said like he's ruined your life, was it off the back of the trolling from his followers that basically took, took its toll on your mental health?
1: That sent me over the edge. That finished me nearly, but it was the fact more that you're calling me a liar and a thief, and my reputation isn't built around that. No, so it was I was more hell bent on proving him wrong, proving my innocence. But not only that, it's like, I had a business online before I met you. So I'm probably going to have a business online after I've met you, which is why he's called me a liar and a thief. Discredit- because he wants to do business with a liar and a thief. Mm. He knows I was the distributor for all of his products. So he has to shut me down do you, I mean, to I'm, a way where nobody wants to fuck with him. He's a liar. He's a thief. Oh, he smokes crack. You don't want to get involved with him.
0: Yeah, we have to We have to remember that I'm. Tr- like, I have to be – from a non-biased, but and I'm just you know you're on here telling your story, so I have to take what you're saying at face value. Also, giving Aaron the opportunity if he sees this to come and have a conversation with me. Also, I didn't know it was going to go down this this roof, uh, this route. But from what you're telling me, I mean, let's just let's just take away, let's remove the name from the behaviour, so that it doesn't look like I'm bad mouth in Aaron Lambert, because I don't know him, never met him, don't know anything about him, more than happy to meet him and have a chat. Uh, he can, he's got his right to reply to this. But the behaviour you're describing, I am familiar with. A smear campaign. That's narcissistic abuse. If I can't have you, nobody else can have you. I won't just have a fallout of you. I'll then go on to, I'll accelerate my hatred towards you by ruining you, by blacklisting you from everybody by all means necessary. And when you've got like a harem and a multitude of followers that cling onto your every single word, you know, the power of that. Yeah. So if you put that, you plant that seed, you don't, your dirty work's done for you. And I'm over familiar with that because my father is that narc. He's got a narcissistic personality disorder. So I see these traits. So I'm sort of detaching the human being because I don't know him personally. And, and I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, I'm absorbing the behavior, which will, which will reinforce why, when you was telling me initially, about this story and this experience you had, this relationship, it was – I felt a bit – I felt like you were discombobulated, therefore I was, and I was slightly confused as to where it went, what the actual problem was, well, at what stage did something happen that wasn't quite – it was all confusing. Narcissists,
1: confused now.
0: <laughs> narcissists confuse the victim. If you're a victim of narcissistic abuse – it's very hard to pinpoint your finger on what they've done, when they've done it and how they've done it because they use word salads, They circulate conversations. They leave cliffhangers. They leave you guessing. What if? How did that happen? He's mind fucked me. They're very clever. So I'm now connecting the dots. A lot of people would have lost the thread of the conversation, but I was sort of thinking that doesn't sound too bad. That doesn't sound too bad. Oh, OK. You link all that together. Oh, you've had a fallout over nothing much. There's been denial. Everyone else is a liar. He's made the same accusations to a multitude of people. There's a pattern there. There's a pattern of behavior there. And it all seems to be the same slander, smear campaign. Everybody turn against this person here. I'm the hero. That is narcissism 101. To make and- it
1: clear as well, while he's doing all this, I know I'm telling you about it and he's done this. I I wasn't conscious of any of that. He was under a spell. I'm, I'm best friends with you, but if you ring me, I'm here. If you need me to do this, I'm there. He had a seizure and nearly died in his gym. In his gym. Drug induced? I believe. That's like a mixture of like over abuse of steroids. I was using cocaine. This is when it was bad, bro. Xanax. I used to drink promethazine and codeine syrup, which is like what they call lean. Oh, lean?
0: That purple stuff that's big in the States.
1: A bottle a day, I used to have that, bro. We used to make it. used to bottle like that every day. I mean,
0: once you get hooked on that shit, that's hard to come off of it. That's what I'm going
1: to say. I use the term loosely. Hero in my life—it was like the version of events that stemmed from all this. So I've like gone from using cocaine and weed to a disassociate to using a derivative of heroin, bro. And I'm drinking it.
0: Okay, so just so I've got the timeline: Did you use? Was you using these substances after he s- smear campaigned you to deal with the grief of it?
1: Yeah, I think it was all during. It was like a—I keep saying it's like that timeline in it, but it's like the cocaine. Maybe I started using sleepers. I might have been on the sleeping tablets to try and get to sleep, to get up, get to the gym for early, yeah?
0: So did you feel like you was – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I, from what you're telling me, it sounds like – I sort of feel like I've got a good understanding of what it is.
1: But well, I, you've I, got more fucking experience and knowledge I, of it. I've you been, woke I, me up to the narcissistic thing from that.
0: I've been on the receiving end of narcissistic abuse – Uh, No matter how subtle it is, no matter how covert, no matter how grandiose it is, and uh, you get love bombed, you get, you get, it's a false sense of security, I've got your back, you're my ride or die, tell me all your secrets, show me your vulnerabilities, there they are. I'm your security blanket. Now that you feel safe in my hands, can you do that? Can you do that? I want you to do that. I'm now controlling you. You're now the puppet on my string. If you don't do that, I'm going to do that. You don't do that. You don't conform. Ah, oh, I'm going to fall out of you. Then I'm going to lie about you. Then I'm going to play mind games with you and confuse you. Then if that doesn't work, I'm going to fucking bad mouth you and smear your name and turn everybody else against you. That's a narcissist.
1: And it was the drug. So, yeah, I've got it now. So... I done a charity boxing match in October two thousand and seventeen. At that point, we were done. He was meant... He could have been in the ring with me, but chose not to be. Yeah.
0: So after the, uh, are we going to call it abuse or what? Are we going to call it? You, your it's words. A fallout.
1: It was a fallout, man. A fallout. I'm not okay. claiming that can abuse me. <laughs> Is this your pride saying that, or, it. Or, or do you? Well he you... definitely did because I can look back and see it. But it was when I say he ruined my life I don't want to put it so personal to him it was the aftermath It was of the how, situation
0: how you dealt with his behaviour led towards your life nearly fucking yeah. sparring out so of control so this
1: boxing match is coming up and he knew you was vulnerable he would have yeah He's, I've been open man I've cried in front of him and told him things I've been through shit obviously I've opened up it's crazy because I nearly went here but I, I managed not to but when you first talk about something mm. it hits you in it
0: and um, was this the, the yeah, Aaron Lamb yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 So even speaking about Aaron Lambeau now still triggers something inside you, a negative energy.
1: Not one that upsets me. It's more of like a... Hey, he's upset, bro. That's my friend, bro. What the fuck's your problem? Mm. You know what I mean? You're I, my friend. I didn't fucking rob you. I didn't do nothing. It's not my fault these guys liked me. Mm. So, in fact, if anything, what pissed me off the more was just like, oh, he made you. If it weren't for him, you'd be nothing. It was like, well... He didn't have a page when I met him. Mm. He had a page, but there was nothing there. Until we were together doing the f- Not to say I made him or whatever. He would have done his own thing anyway. But it was what people kept saying to me. They were saying, oh, you fucking little thief. Give the car back, you little crackhead. So you got accused of stealing a car? Well, no, people just assumed. So remember I told you I bought the Mercedes to play this uh, fake it before you make it. When I bought this car, he's doing a video, sat in the car with me telling everyone how he's just bought me this for my birthday. Right. So everyone following him thinks he's just bought me the car. So people are just putting two two together. I'm not with him anymore. I'm still driving around in this Mark. Give the car back, you fucking mug. What are you not? I've not got a clue. <laughs> Do I just go and smash your head in? Do I make up lies to make, to counteract your lies? I didn't know how to deal with it, but I've never been treated like that by anyone. So it shows me I've obviously never had any narcissistic friends in my life because it's like, I say, at the time, I I was blind to everything that was going on.
0: The fact, you you know, you know, the fact that the fact that you would be prepared to stand here in front of him now and have a bare knuckle fight with him because you're not scared of him. There's that doesn't mean that you haven't been psychologically abused by him or that there's any shame by it because if you don't realise you're being abused, you don't realise you're being abused. It's only till afterwards, like retrospectively, you look back and think, "Wow, do you know what it is?" That was a mind
1: fuck. I think I look at the word abuse different. Because I've been through sexual abuse. When you say abuse. You connect it to that. I connect it to something different. Oh,
0: no, there's, there's different forms. I
1: know, I know, I know, I know. And you've got to. But just me personally, that's how I, that word abuse is for me, it's like. Strong. If someone said to me, oh, you're a bit abusive. Whoa, my back would be up. We'd be having a fight. <laughs> like, so you, you, you can't tie me with that brush, that abuse brush. And because he hasn't affected me as mentally as the abuse I've been through, mm. that's why my, my heart would say no. Or my ego would say no, because does it compare to that abuse? Can I put that word and what he's done in that category with that and that? I don't know.
0: You've used words like, he destroyed my life. Uh, he was in a bad place. You never thought you was going to come back from it. And when you're sort of, you're, you're halfway into saying what he's done, then you're defending him, but it could have been because of that. It's like, I feel that you're holding back.
1: Do you know what it is, Liam? I haven't come here to, to come here and talk about him in particular he's part of the story so we're going to touch on him he was a significant part of the story because it that was where it changed from like this life to sort of throw that life in the bin now we get a contract phone and a fucking bank account you know what I mean and so I'm grateful for that and I just says man I'm grateful for everything you had done for me bro. he helped me he was my friend or was he was it all a game I don't know I still it's still confusion to this day that's maybe why I've never liked speaking on it because maybe I don't know I can't answer the questions.
0: Because the way... The, again, I'm going But
1: I'm not... I don't want to come on here and look like this kid fucking said, oh, seven years yeah. later, you're still... I've got no... I don't hold no remorse for him. I'm not jealous of the you're guy. In,
0: you're indifferent now.
1: If I'm honest, humbly, he would change his life for mine like that. If he could jump out of his life into my life and have a woman that he's been with for 15 years and go to sleep every night with two beautiful kids in the house... And have people that love you and respect you and have friends that tell you they love you. I have male friends that tell me they love me, bro. This to me means the most. I love my friends. Mm. And I just think people like, I've never had that. But
0: like you look back and you think, was any of that even real?
1: Well, I just had a moment then when I was like, well, who's my friend? And then Was he? After all that I've just said, was he? Or did he just think that you could have been good for the platform or good for his game at the moment because you know everyone around here? It seems like there's no trouble when you're about. Not that I'm some feared guy, but I'm just cool with everyone. Like, I'm cool with all the people you don't want problems with mm. in this place, this place, this it, place. Around this, this manner, place. yeah. So I'm not some fucking hard nut. I'm just cool with everyone. I've helped someone down the line. Someone might have helped me back. So maybe he just knew there'd will be it, less problems with him because it, there was a lot more when I left.
0: Yeah, I bet. Well in, a, well, in answer to, and again, you, you've, you've said, that, and I've got to take it on face value. Again, Aaron, more than welcome to come on and we can we can chew the fat and you can say your bit. But if he's done it to multiple people, exactly the same thing the smear campaign and it's documented and there are a number of people, then... Uh,
1: no less than 10 people.
0: I, uh, yeah, that, that, that's me. insane. Let's move on from him now. Tell I was me- about
1: to say he was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because off the back of that... What happened after that? He fucking hit the... We went to the moon, mate. Beautiful. I went to the moon, brother, and it was fucking- How did you do that? What happened? This is what's mad. So I've met another amazing soul who's my business partner to this day, brother. I, I a, hold him- A friendship? I hold him in higher regards than any other male on this planet other than my dad and my children. Powerful. He, we met by accident. I'd chain him- Through like, by accident. No, no, no. Ah, it was his clothing company. Remember I said we had a clothing company and I, he wouldn't wear the t-shirt? yes. So we took that clothing company to a BKB event, where I took him and his supplements. So everyone sort of met there, but we didn't meet through—he didn't meet through him—and he didn't meet through him. But they knew each other, so he knew what I was doing with my man. Um, yeah, just—we met in eye contact. He's looked at me. I've looked at him. I knew he worked from around here. He obviously probably knew I was. Just starts like that, doesn't it? Just another little nod. Then the up nod goes to a down nod. I feel like that up is when you don't love, and the down is when you do, isn't it? Yeah. And then it's just like
0: next minute you're hugging it out, bro.
1: he's saying you're right. Then it spuds. Then it's like, do you want to jump in? Then we're training together, bro. Next minute, he's paid for me to go to fucking America, bro, to rehab. I've told him. everything. I'm telling you. I've told him. He can see it all. So between between
0: the between the the fallout with Lambo and you meeting this guy, you 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 slip back to. Drug taking.
1: i fucked off all the steroids at this point, but I was still taking all the prescription shit, the Xanax, the codeine, the Promethazine. So my pal's saying to me, this guy that I've met, he's saying, I'm going to take you with me to America. You're going to sit down with some people and we're going to sort this out. And I said, off the back of that, you and me are going to set up a company and we're going to win. And I'm saying, fucking now." But it's back to that whole, this is what people do to me. He He's not that guy. That's what, Lam- you know, like I get sold a dream, but I believe it. Mm. And even if 10 people in a row will let me down, if the 11th person sells me a dream, I'm so naive, I'm following the dream.
0: Naive, you could say optimistic, hopeful, trusting.
1: But I've gone there and gone cold turkey on everything I was taking. So I was back home taking the co- the, the Prozac, which is like the happy hormone, to stop the clone, to sleep. Then you got, I was doing Dazzies. I don't even know. I ended up doing a box of Dazzies a day at one point. I just, a box just, of Valium a day? A box, bro. A whole pack of 20, was it 12, 12, 24? Wow. It didn't touch me because I'm using heavier things. I'm drinking bottles of heroin, basically. I'm drinking lean, this codeine lean. There's videos I'll show you, they get me emotional now. Like when I'm trying to get upstairs to bed and I'm just. Um, Wolf of Wall Street.
0: Yeah, yeah. When he gets yeah. out of
1: the car and he's on the lewds. <laughs> They're, <with> the <laughs> <laughs> They're having the conversation on the third, he's trying to tell him to stop. Oh, this my whole. that was my life for a bit.
0: How long, how long was you leaned out your nut for?
1: She'll tell you. Six months straight. It's a long time. I
0: mean, it's such a long time that to come off it after six months, that couldn't have been easy. Because diazepam, diet, diet Valium. But, well, Valium also has a physical effect when you withdraw from it. It's not just... Oh, psych- it me. It's but mega.
1: stomach cramps. This is what was mad. So when I was out
0: there... And codeine is heavy.
1: So when I'm out there, I'm just telling these guys, I'm not feeling too good, ah, oh, jet lag. I'm in there dying, bro, of fucking Withdrawal. stomach cramps. and But I'm using this CBD all. This helped me, bro. This is so 2017, it wasn't really heard of. Over there, it was mixed, so you get CBD and THC. Obviously, you can't get that here. So I'm having a couple of drops. THC is the stuff that gets you higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the CBD is like, see, some CBD will have a small amount of THC in to activate it, but not enough traceable to cover a drug test or to make you feel high at all. But like, yeah, just TXE on its own. That's the psychoactive stuff that'll get you high. So my pal's out there. He's doing this routine, takes these CBDs, has his johimbine, walks his dogs. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, it seems all right. So I'm getting up. Bearing in mind, told you about the dreams, like I'm I'm used to waking up every day in a cold sweat, panic, paranoia. The first thing I do is put my feet on the floor and go gym. Like nobody can understand how do you do it, big man, mate? You just get up and go to the gym. It's like, I ain't got a choice. Like, if I don't get up and go to the gym, I'm going to go back to bed and probably cry. So it's like, I'm getting up, I'm taking this CBD, I'm walking these dogs, I'm fucking going to the gym. I've weeks passed and I've, I'm have i different. i felt it different. It's like I have, I've had a year's rehab. I say rehab, it ain't. It's like cold turkey sort of thing. He's took me away from everything. That ain't no good for me. He's put me in an environment with good people Mm. and with doctors that have got medicine for fucking people like that. I've smoked weed my whole life. So this weed oil CBD shit sounds fucking brilliant. Mate, two weeks in, I'm saying, we've gone clear. We just need to make this. We need to get this with my label on it and show everyone what the fuck it's done to me. Because it doesn't make sense to people that have come in and out, but I've got like a real strong base of hardcore followers that have watched me from when I fucking used to drink lean on Snap. So my first rip recalations- Oh, so you
0: didn't even hide the fact you were doing yeah, bro, that? Bro, I didn't
1: hide nothing. Wow. Bro, I go on my Facebook page, and I'll get a memories. It'll say 11 years ago, and it'll just be a box of empty diazepam. Night-night. Fucking hell. I get reminders of it all. Like, every year. Not
0: a bad thing, remind nah, you. Ain't. Don't go there again. Bro, I would never. Don't go there again. Because yeah, was- you now know how to deal with trauma a lot better than masking it with Jack and Jill's. Speak.
1: Yeah, that was what therapy done that. But obviously that come later. But it was having an understanding. These people around me were on my same vibration. They weren't upset if I was doing well. They, were, they would be like, yes, Nick, come on, man. You got this. I'd be like, fucking hell. No one said that to me since like, you know, your football manager when you're 12. And it's yeah, like, come yeah. on, lads, give you that. I'm a man that needs that. Support, I need fucking. A, a, support, a supported network
0: is key. And men supporting men's powerful. It's powerful, bro. It's powerful.
1: And I'm learning bro. that now.
0: I love that. Love it. And I fucking make no bones, no shame, no qualms. Men supporting men is powerful. And if I need a fucking cuddle, I'm not even asking. I'm going in for one. <laughs> Simple as that. Even if it's for me, I need a cuddle. Lovely. Bam. That's true, it's honest. Real, it? Yeah, man. You can't true lie and honest. You and that's, what a real, that's a real man. Just be honest about how you feel yeah. and talk about it. We'll have a cuddle after this.
1: <laughs> We will At least you didn't break me If you were ever going to break me I'd have broke already
0: The the, the name of the game Is not to break people It's to set them free Got to build them up Totally mate So Business Finish promoting your business Because people need to know What you're doing Because it's a far cry From sitting in a crack house With a pipe hanging out your (laughs) gob And it's impressive That you've had the strength Of character to do that And then I want to know What the future holds For Big Nick Collins That's how I want this to end. Your business and then what next? So we've
1: launched some new products. So I've expanded from having got three different strength oils. Originally started with just one, multiple different flavours. Then we do gummies, which are great for kids not old enough to use the oil. Um, There's a roll-on for muscle and joint pain. We do a sleep aid. I've got a CBD dissolve. Which is like a powdered form CBD that you can mix in your drinks, hot drinks, teas, coffees, smoothies, things like that. Um, I've just launched a holistic range, actually. You've, a lot of these things are trending on, on uh, TikTok.
0: Have you got a website or is it all on internet? Or all on uh,
1: Instagram, sorry. Yeah, website is. Oh, if you just type Apex UK in Google, and it all comes up because the history of the website's been there so, so long. So
0: your website is Apex UK and that's where we can go and buy all of your products yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and view them as well. Apex and what they with do. three
1: X's remember that that's what's caused me problems. ape triple x yeah 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 but if you go on my instagram the link to everything is there you can find everything so instagram, instagram big nick collins big
0: nick collins what's is it what's your username that's it yeah still at, nick at big yeah, yeah. nick collins and in your bio is the, the link to your to website yeah, 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 there you yeah. go keep it simple and go and have a look at his products which consist of what are the other ones any
1: any more than what you said we've we'll just pull out holistic range so we've got like the C M O S, moss jet lion's mane ashwagandha people... Will, I've got ebooks for everything as well. So it's like, you yeah, go on good. there, it's not just like, buying an It's Lion's
0: Mane, the... like it's it a pump- mushroom extract. Oh, okay. That's not what I thought it was. I thought it was similar to Black Ginger that sort of uh, s- p- pumps the blood around your system like... Uh, it's... Good. Nah, what's that? There what? is
1: another one, there is one like that. Do you know what it is? There's so many good different for blood things, flow. This, but I've sort of kept the ones that relate to me and how it's... Like Ashwagandha, for example. Do you know what Ashwagandha is? No. So it... it um, when you get stressed your body releases cortisol so what ashwagandha does it lowers your cortisol levels so it, in theory prevents stress
0: what next for you relationships business mindset where do you want to go
1: who do you want to be it's definitely going to be marrying beth that is next on the list we've been trying to do it for so long but beautiful i don't know why we keep putting it off we found we thought You've got to do the whole fifty hundred grand works, bells, Rolls Royce, church, wedding bell. We're just gonna to go to the beach, boy. You just got to commit. We're just gonna get my best friend, her best friend, maybe catch a flight on the beach. I don't want no shoes on. Commit forever. I've got horrible toes. <laughs> I don't like wearing shoes. Paint them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I want to set something up with me and her that's gonna sort of podcast, cater for the kids' future, etc. Her life, my life, combination of the two this just goes back to like how I work. Like I only do things to sort of help people. So I'm only doing this to get Beth to do this because when Beth does this, you like won't remember me. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to get her to the point where she can just take the whole fucking show we Bruv, with one. <laughs> I'll remember you. No, you will. But you know what I mean? it? it's like, I don't, I'm only doing this to show her like, look, you've done it. And then if I've done it, and like I say, always, I always say it's like, a but my life's been like a buckling camp, mate, compared to her shit.
0: So on a final note, what would you say? To anyone out there, young or old, that's currently struggling, but they feel absolutely trapped with their grief and they don't know, they don't even know how to start a conversation to somebody to set themselves free. What would you say on a final note?
1: The problem will never go if everyone keeps their quiet. I think this is the biggest problem of the last generation. This new generation as much as it's a bit fucking cringy, they don't hold back. Mm. They say whatever the fuck they want. And I believe if a child from this generation was abused, they would be open to talk about it because there's fucking platforms to speak. When I was fucking 15, I got my first phone when I was 15, Nokia 3210. There wasn't even a, was there a camera on it? I can't remember. But there was no, who do you speak to? You know what I mean? There's plenty of people now to speak to and that is the most important thing. And just to have, and not only to speak with people, you need to be honest. You see, when I went to my therapist, Brad, you have to tell him everything. You know, like even the things you're embarrassed of, the the things that might make you seem weak, the things that might make you feel scared. I'll start the conversation with, I am a weak, scared little boy that has took drugs, got tattoos, got gold teeth and done everything just to make you think I am. Because if you're scared of me, we're probably about as scared as each other. You know, like that. Obviously the fear passed when I got big and I'm older and it's just like, I have not even got time to be scared now because I've been through that much shit now It's like, you couldn't make me feel like any one of these things I have. So it's speak to
0: someone. So the takeaway is no matter how, no matter what angle you just come from there, the bottom line is this. If you're blessed with a voice, use it to set yourself free. And the voice that you use must be one of truth and honesty. Nick, I have loved the time i spent with you. I'm going to continue to love the time i spent with you this evening. Thanks for coming. Good and I will fun. see you guys next on the Dozen podcast. Good elf. Cheers, brother. That was
1: a good one, that.